Turn up and say goodbye, Daddy. Daddy wasn't there to take me to the fair. It seems he doesn't care. Daddy wasn't there. Okay, now we are ready to go. Welcome back to another episode of the regular podcast, people. We are back for a good special edition. Now, this this is about this is about us millennials, and we'll have one person that's not a millennial and in our situations with our fathers. Now, this will be about difficult relationships with our fathers, right? And we're gonna call this one "Daddy Issues." You know what I mean? Because that's really what it is. You know, a lot of times what people do is they'll say they see a woman out here stripping or something. They'll be like daddy issues. Or if they see a woman getting beat up and she won't leave the man alone, daddy issues. But they don't look at us regular folk and ever think (laughs) they got daddy issues. You know, just because we have jobs that are not on a stripper pole or we, you know, might be successful. We might be very successful. And they just don't assume that there's any issues with a parent because they just a lot of people like to look in other people's lives and think that person is doing good. You know, we want to think we're the only one that struggled or something like that. Not everybody, but a lot of people have a hard time realizing that everybody has their own personal struggle. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk to a few people, you know, we're going to get them on the phone and we're going to let them explain some of their difficult relationships with their fathers. We're going to have, um, Shay, you want to open up about anything about your difficult relationship with your dad, right? My dad is going to call in and talk about his difficult relationship with his father, right? Ain't that, that's weird, right? My dad. Okay. So, um, and we know we're going to open up together. So Shay. Yes. What's up? Nothing much. What's up with you? Tell the people how your week was. How was it? Um, my week was rough. Rough. Yeah. Why was it rough? Well, you know why it was rough. Um, just a lot of different, just a lot of changes this week. Um, with the schedule with my schedule with my daughter, our daughter, and just just that kind of stuff. So it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was just rough on me and our daughter just our schedules changing and we're Tauruses so we don't really like a lot of change in schedules so it's pretty rough on us this weekend and when she says we're Tauruses she's talking about my daughter and herself right me I'm God Virgo so <laughs> that's how that goes now you and your dad mm-hmm. do y'all see eye to eye in life <laughs> no we no do y'all not. don't see eye to eye in life at no, all no we don't not at all we, we don't we don't see eye to eye in anything yeah. All right, so tell the people how old you are. I am 26. And your dad is how old? Uh, let's see, 20, he's 46. He'll be 46 in November. Okay, so and your dad is 26. He'll be 46 soon. Yes. I am 26. My dad is about to be 48. No, he's 48. He's about to be 49. All right. Okay, so. May, yeah. Yeah, he's about to be 49. Okay, so now what, what all right, I want to, do, do you consider your dad a deadbeat dad? to you yeah yeah i do um well i won't say he's a debbie dad now no 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 i mean to you though to me yeah not yeah. saying what he did with other kids i'm saying to you is to he me oh dad. yeah he was probably more debbie to me than anybody 
any of his kids probably. Yeah, I won't say any of them. But well, we don't have to I get mean, into... the ones that he knew. <laughs> you know, somebody he, he knew, knew about. about. I think he knew about. All right, he could have. He's just a liar. Okay, so. look. That's what we're gonna do. Back up. Back it up a little okay. bit. Or when you no, you don't have to back up like that. But just pull it away from Let's you just back. a little bit. Okay. Yeah, right there. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. We had to get the sound together. All right. So boom. He, you consider him a deadbeat to you in your life. Mm-hmm. This is deadbeat activity. Okay. So boom. Why do you consider him that? Um, he just, he just wasn't, you know, a father. To me, he wasn't around, or, uh, well, he he was around for a little while. I mean, like, summertime maybe, and even then, he would just drop me off somewhere. Um probably up until i was like six or seven so not long um and then he got married i think i was eight which him and my mom was never together so it wasn't like he just left or anything they just was they were never together um but it was just things that he he wasn't there for like things you know your dad when you're a kid you think that your dad is supposed to kind of like protect you from he just never did that he's kind of like uh I don't want to say like a punk because I don't want people to think I'm just mad and saying that. But he's like kind of, he's not man. Like he's not a like man. He's but not that is like a manly guy. So yeah. they can hear that you're not mad in your voice. That's just how you well, feel. Well, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not mad. I'm we. I mean, we speak sometimes and stuff like that. But it's kind of like we just don't. I don't care. My thoughts of him is already shaped pretty much. It's nothing really that's going to change. So. Okay. So. You consider him a deadbeat to you. He left. He he wasn't really around. Yeah, he was never really around. I mean, okay. So this is the thing. It's not just about not being around, right? Because your situation, there was things happening in the house that you were growing up in. Right. That that he specifically wasn't there to help save you from it. Right. So that that's the biggest thing, and that's why. um, I mean, I would probably. I can kind of say I had. uh, I hate using the word deadbeat. But I had a deadbeat mom and dad. Okay, so what was happening? And you want to explain? You don't have to. Well, I mean, I, mean, I can talk. I can talk. Talk about, about it. a little a bit problem. what was going on in the house. Well, um, you don't have to say everything, but some I of it, so people would well, know. Some things I talk about. Yeah. But, um, like my mom, she was on drugs. Um, mild or severe habit. Very, very, very severe. Like probably the most severe, like you could think of, like mm-hmm. neighborhood drug addict kind of mm-hmm. um thing, and we. The biggest thing, it didn't get that bad yet um, when my dad just completely left the picture. But um, he pretty much knew that my mom was on drugs pretty bad. But the biggest thing was um, a guy was abusing my mom and me and my sister. Mm-hmm. So everybody knew about that, um, physically abusing us and, you know, every other kind of way you could think of. And everybody kind of knew about that. But it was just like, you know, he would come, drop off a couple of presents Christmas time that his mom will buy and say it's from him and then just leave and go back to wherever and leave us pretty much. And this is knowing what was going on yeah, in your he, house. It, it wasn't like any way you could think that he couldn't have known. Like everybody knew we got like taken away from my mom a, a few times and mm-hmm. um, he would come in. We would have like busted lips and stuff like that. So he knew everything that was going on. And um, but he just chose to kind of just go back to living his life and he was living very well um my dad was a navy guy he was in the navy he was living very well got married had a child and um 
he kind of just went on with his life and so did I so so um would you so your dad and your mom this wasn't like a he actually knew your mom this wasn't like he stopped in town one time well did things and then left out he knew her they yeah, were friends right yeah they were friends but it was like they they met each other because his I'm from well I'm from Charleston but I was born in North Carolina um his duty station was in Charleston he worked at the naval duty station in Charleston so my mom they met on the party scene probably and stuff like that and a couple of my cousins they were kind of dating my um dad's friends and stuff so um they knew each other pretty much mm -hmm. they they knew each other like that it wasn't like they were like friends or anything you know like grow up yeah. together and stuff so but they they always were cool really really cool never argue with each other um, but they were, they were both they were never together so they yeah. were both like partiers like they they were real free people okay so, so never in a relationship you think that might have like is the reason he might have leaned towards the dead b-side because he didn't really have that connection with no because they were really close but friends, it's different because be, they like, didn't grow up together no 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 they were just really good friends my dad and my mom both were like really um they're still like real cool not in a responsible way. Not in a res They were both very, very irresponsible. They had me both. They both were 20 years old when they had me. Um, so they they were just really irresponsible. They're still kind of really irresponsible. Okay. Um, so. All right. So he did not save you from the drug abuse that was happening in the house, physical abuse that was happening in the house, verbal abuse happening in the house. Yeah. And he knew about it. That's yeah, why you say like he, he might everything. like a punk. It wasn't like a man. Right. He so didn't like step up. thinking about even like how girls would in, say. Even if he didn't step in and like let's say he tried to fight the other person, he could have just took you away and then yeah, went back to wherever that, he was yeah. at. He didn't even do that. Right. So, so like thinking like you know how girls sometimes look at their dad as like their protector or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't really. I think you probably need that because you kind of have some kind of respect. Like most girls say, oh. You know, men bringing men, they might be intimidated by my dad. Like, really, I I would think any guy that I was dating would probably beat my dad up. I mean, <laughs> like, I, I mean, not just I wouldn't. I'm not intimidated by him. I don't think anybody should because it's like he's not really like a man to me. Like the men that I know and I grew up with, they're not the same. Okay, so I feel that. That's what I mean. I feel that. I feel that. Okay, so does he know you feel that about him? Uh, yeah, he does. I don't believe you. Oh, he, he knows he, i've told him plenty of times like i've told him we had the conversation i've i've literally said yeah i kind of i don't respect you um this is now the time that we haven't really argued like this in a long time but because y'all don't talk we don't talk but i mean we've went without talking for like three years before like four years three or four years um I actually used to tell people he was dead because I was just thinking I was going to never speak to him again. You used to say that about your mom, too. My, both, both parents, right. So that's just, interesting because you used to say both of your parents was dead because I know when I met you, you right. used to call. See, it was weird. You called your aunt mom, but mom, then you would say right. your mom was dead. So I would be like. Yeah, well, yeah, my aunt raised me. But it confused after, me right. later on when you would say my real mom. Then I will mm -hmm. be like, wait. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, there was a time in my life when I was like real forgetful. But I right, can remember right. things before. They and were kind of like, just dead to me. That's how I used to feel. Like, I just... And then at one point, my mom... I told you my mom was kind of like a neighborhood, like, drug addict. So, you know, a lot of people would talk about my mom. Like, um, you know, everybody knew her. My mom's super cool, though. Outside of the drugs and stuff, she's, like, real funny and cool. Um, she's, like, real goofy. But people would say, you know, crackhead, such and such. My mom or whatever. 
So I will get to the point where they'll be like, well, why you live with kids? Because black kids always got to ask questions. They always asking you questions about your life. Like, why you light skin and the rest of your family dark skin kind of mm-hmm. thing? Or why you the one look like this and they look like this? So, mm-hmm. you know, you just say, okay, well, I live with my aunt. And then it comes and say, well, you know, well, why do you live with your aunt? <laughs> you know, why did I just say my mom's dead? Yeah. Like, that. that's what I would do in the city so small. You say somebody's name, you, they're going to be talking crazy about you, you know, for the rest of school so, <laughs> so life was so reckless and hectic mm-hmm. your dad was so not there he wasn't even a factor like it wasn't never. even like like after you seen that he wasn't coming to get you and save you from the stuff he knew what's happening you just like put him he's somewhere else he's gone now yeah. i'm just gonna deal with the fact that my mom is barely even here she right. really wasn't there because yeah, she was like there. that my life was so crazy like so, i really just wanted somebody to save us so and that, that, so that's that, even crazy. that kind of thing is just like i don't care who it is just somebody um, come save us from this stuff so so you it didn't happen as 26 your birthday is in may that will put you at a 1990 birth date yep and i know um what a lot of what i've been trying to say is i know there's been effed up family dynamics for a long time but i think that period from like 1980 to like 96 was extremely mm-hmm. different than any other time because of what was it, it was almost like like all the other periods, it was like some slavery influence type thing or it was like a Jim Crow thing or people was like sending people to jail for no reason. But in our age range, it was drugs. It was. I mean, but when you talk about drugs, then you talk about it's the parent making a decision not to be a parent then right, right, at that right. point. So it's like, dang, all them other eras, it was, you know, different reasons outside influences or whatever. Like, you know, a cop might have arrested somebody out of town somewhere and he'd never mm-hmm. seen your dad again type shit like that. Right. Our generation, these people was deciding yeah, to go do other stuff. Just was like, no, I'm not doing that. And they could have been deciding other areas, but this gener- the, the generation we was born in, it was like a different. It was just different because the you know, so that's why that is so um, interesting to me. Now, I try to ask you this a whole lot of times. Um, are you open to fixing it? I feel like I fixed it, like. Um I mean, I'm not mad. I don't expect anything anymore. Are and, you open now, to fixing it? That's fixing it. I it's mean, not fixing it. That's it's a- not like me getting mad every time. Like, oh my God, you're such a liar. That's like, avoiding. It's not like, well, I mean, you if it's it. avoiding, we, you- we speak, you know what I'm saying? Like, he texts me every like month or so. And then he'll say, hey, how are you? I'll say, fine, good. And then that's it. Um, but, I mean, it's been a time where I just didn't speak for like four years, so. I think that's good and I don't know I just don't expect anything because it's like now it's like his character his character is just that he's just maybe he's just a bad parent like he's just gonna and he's gonna lie okay so I don't and I mean I don't see him stop lying any other time because he's almost 50 years old so but see the thing that I think is interesting for people to know about your dad is now you got a lot of problems with your dad nobody can dispute that he should have been there to mm-hmm. take you away from what you was going through. And he lies. Your dad. Badly. This is, this is your dad's dad doesn't like him though. Because he's a liar. See, no, nobody was born a liar. He was raised <sighs> not being liked by his father, and then he grew up to be a bad dad. He has a kid. Well, I'm he saying got one now child. I understand kind of. You, you can never understand why a man wouldn't like his son. Okay. That that wouldn't even make sense. What could our child do to you to make you not like her? Just think My about it. My child that. would never be that way. I'm just you. If you raised her to be the way she is, mm-hmm. why would you not like her? 
I mean, this is what I'm saying. So the fact if, that your if dad, if my grew child up, was not doing right by her kids, I would absolutely no, not. No, like I think her. I think you you see you just don't like your dad, so you don't want to be real about somebody. Well, no, I am being somebody real. raised him incorrectly. Okay, C- clearly somebody raised that man because his dad don't like. It. It's not like his dad stopped liking him when he had kids. His dad well, didn't no, like that's him what I'm thinking. long that's before what his kids. Like, his dad didn't like him long before. You can tell his yeah. dad didn't like him long before because people t- uh, y'all talk about how. His dad liked the other your dad his dad liked the other son more because he was more athletic. That mm-hmm. goes back to childhood. That's not something that started when he was in the Navy with kids. No. You know mm-hmm. that goes back much further into his childhood. So I feel like you don't really all you care is that he effed you up, which is cool. I'm from the well, outside no. looking in. I'm on the outside looking in, so I could look at everything. Well, okay, so this is what I'm think this is what I think. Like, my dad has right now that we know of three daughters. Yeah. And in each of those relationships, he's been not a good dad in each. Let me in, let me go and say how. One, he was completely never there for it. I think he met her 20 years old, 21, maybe 21 years old. He met her when she old. was 20. 20 years old, yeah. right. Um, so I don't know how this happened, but me and the girl share the same name and everything. So he knew about her. It's no way he couldn't have known about her. She has the same name as me, so he said he didn't know about her, but it's just weird. Um, he was just not there for her at all. Then with me, he just completely like was there, you know, he would smile and say, here, yeah, I'll do this. And then he just wouldn't do it. So he lied a lot to me. And then with the one there, the youngest, he's there. He lives, you know, he's been around his whole, you know, her whole life in the house and everything. But even with that relationship, he was just kind of like, I hate to, like just not good to her. Like he wasn't, he didn't do right by her. Right, he wasn't a good. He was dad. just physically there he, 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 in the house. The younger daughter is definitely probably the most reckless. Right, she's a reckless child. She she was like more of a spoiled. Uh, it's more than sp- it's spoiled physically spoiled like bad money parenting. Just... Bad parenting made her right, right, right. She she definitely like because you could spoil it. You can give a kid everything like and and they don't have to turn her. Right, her right. parents was just being a little bit reckless with her and your dad but that's just this the same that, but that's what i'm saying so i think that he's just not a, a person that should have like that this is my conclusion this is not to take anything say anything bad about him but some people like my mom and my dad i just feel like weren't supposed to have children right that's cool to say i'm just saying when you just look wasn't at ready if you look at you say he ha- he did it three times yes he did it three times because he was the same person that grew up with a dad that didn't like him okay he was that he's the same dude not saying that you should care about that. I'm just saying as a person looking in that I can see that clearly because every, well, it seems like because everybody in your family knows. Two, two. It seems like everybody in your family knows that he like your his brother, your grandfather mm. liked your dad's brother more than him. And it, shows it seems like everybody in that family knows that. Well, it seems like he's a more responsible person. He's a more. You're uh, talking about him from a, from a perspective of his kid that don't like him. Okay, well. I'm just I'm saying I don't I don't want to use that as an excuse so much because you can have I know for a fact you can have two parents, two parents that aren't the best, that aren't good at all. And you could that once you have a child, you're like, okay, I cannot do this to my child. See, this is why I wanted to do this so that people can hear that just because their problems ain't yours don't mean that they still don't struggle with their own problems. 
That's his problem. His I'm problem. Just talking about that your problem was thing. no. Your problem was what yours was. You had two bad parents. He had one though, and mm-hmm. it affected him the way it affected him clearly because he don't even treat his kids like he don't even talk. One he he clearly knew about, but just abandoned mm-hmm. because I know it was easy. I know. I I mean, just when I heard the story, I was like, he knew about that girl, mm-hmm. right? Then he had you. He knew about. He might have came and got you, brought you to Atlanta or whatever sometimes, but he didn't treat you right. And then his youngest child. He just let her turn into whatever she felt like turning into. He just didn't care to guide her. That seems like like he's passing the cycle on. It could stop right. with y'all. Good thing well, he don't even, have. Any, even like now, it's a good thing he has no sons. I would say that. I would think he would be better with sons. I would think he's the same person. I don't right. think it changes. Well, well, like, I, yeah, he's, it doesn't he's change. Who he he's is. still gonna be a parent. Not a. a he's who parent. he is. Yeah. Like even you know him when I had my daughter, he would he said okay, you know, in his exact words was boo. He always called me boo. Well, I'm going to do, you know, better with her, our, with my daughter, than I did with you. And, you know, even with that, like, you, he just, he doesn't. Like, he just, I mean, granted, I don't let her, you know, go over there a lot and stuff. But then he doesn't ask either. He'll say, oh, one of these days I'm going to get her. Or one of these days I'm going to do this. Or I'm going to do that. And it's just like a lie. So it's like, okay, you're not ready yet for us to even be real about having some kind of relationship. Because you're still lying. Yeah, that's so, true. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I he's not ready yet. I think you have to show that you're ready, like make a effort. And I feel like it's not been shown. He, he yet. sounds like just like a lot of people, just like somebody who's on drugs saying, "Man, I'm gonna stop for you. I'm gonna do yeah, this I'm for you." This when you say you, that, it's not, it's not gonna happen because you can't change yourself for somebody else. It's never gonna work like that. Right. Clearly, and one thing that I um was said said to you before is the reason he's still the way he was because his life. He never, his life never crumbled apart. Right. Like some people who are bad parents and all that mm-hmm. and making like bad he, decisions. Yeah, he they never life, hit rock bottom. Yeah, they life the normally problem. like start falling apart and all that. But him, I mean, he has a good job. He, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, his life didn't crumble. So he really doesn't. Well, he had done. a lot more resource. Like, like say like my mom, her life pretty much was, <laughs> she was the lowest of, of her low, but she didn't have the resources. Like, you know, one side of my family doesn't have like the money and resources that the other has. So he was always, he always had like some kind of a safety net, even with me, like, you know, just raising me or whatever, helping out. It was always his mom, you know, that would do most of the work and stuff. Whereas a lot of people don't have that. So, you know, maybe he'll do whatever he's doing for life. Who knows? But I, me personally, I don't think he's ready yet. But when he is ready, I, I would be open. If he's open. So if he's, if once you can tell that he's ready, you Yeah, down. once, once the lies stop and all that stuff. I mean, if he's a liar, he's a liar. But are you ever going to well, be no, ready to I, accept I him as I don't he is? Allow, I don't. I don't want. I don't want. I'm not going to allow um, someone to keep lying to my face. I think people lie. I just well, think it's normal. People yeah, lie. that's disrespectful to me. Like you're not going to keep lying to my. Like then it's like a. Okay, you think I'm stupid? Well, I mean, like having a relationship and just having him for whatever. Right, you and need that's where for. we at. Like you know, he's there. He speaks to me. I speak back. Whereas a lot of times the way y'all didn't I am, process though the old stuff that's really still bothering. Well, before, it's definitely I bothering would, him. He would say things, and I would get so mad. I would break things, like get mad, screaming at him, like, "Why don't you understand that you are just the worst?" <laughs> you know. But now I'm like, he'll say things, you know, and I just like oh, he just don't get it. Whatever, and try to just go past it. It okay. wouldn't be on my mind. Every you day, know people that had good parents mm-hmm. i do 
what kind of you think they got the same weights on their mind that you have on yours without having good relationships with your parents? Well, I don't think I have weights on my mind of them being good parents to me. I mean, I, you, your life my, is normal to we with you having all this weight on your mind. So that's what you think life is, though. Right. No, now I'm thinking sometimes I think of, you know, really everything is I just put everything into my child. So I, if it ain't really about that, I don't really try. I try not to think about it. I just try to be the best mother I can be. The best mother I can be um, to my daughter. Okay, but what about processing your own situations? Like, um, you could say, "All right, I'm gonna go would be a great mother," mm-hmm. but you, I mean, she will be 18 and then an adult, and then you'll be with your own thoughts still. Right. You can ignore them only so long. I mean, I've, I've, I kind of came to peace. I'm, I don't need parents like that anymore. Like, Does, for some, a person to say they don't need parents, is, I mean, I'm 26. <laughs> you know, it's not. You don't really. need anybody to raise you, right? We that's always what I mean. need our that's parents. That's what I though. mean. I don't need anybody to raise me right now. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to be like a I lack. said. Think about the healthy, like the people with healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. Do you ever w- imagine their life? Like, think about your best friends, right? Mm-hmm. Your best friend. Uh, imagine her life. Just think about. Ask her how she would feel if she just was like cut your relationships off with your parents how she would feel about that she'd probably feel horrible about probably it probably feel devastated but because that's what years and you know and so but you could have more years in mm-hmm. another way all right i feel that so you said you would be open to it though. i would be if if i feel like there's some change i would be and okay. i haven't seen that yet so that's good that's good all right as long as you will be open to it, you know, that's what I'm down for. I'm down for the people that at least if there's a scenario where it could be back. Now, you don't want to hear him lying all day. That's yeah, cool. That's no. understandable. So, hey, it it's, is what it is. I'm going to keep on pushing and all that. But, yeah. you know, you don't have to listen to me. But I'm just, you know, <laughs> I've been saying this for a long time. All right. <clears throat> so, I think now it's time that we're going to get my man Jimbo. <clears throat> that's not his name, y'all, but that's what I call him. I've been calling him that since I met him. My young boy, man, we're going to get him in and let him talk about <laughs> his situation, man. I think, like, I won't even say anybody's is crazy. Everybody got their own, like, you know, crazy stories with their dad, you know. And then I bet you the more people we hear, the more you be like, dang, yep, that happened to me too. This one time I did this, and then, you know, certain things somebody might have that didn't happen to everybody else, but for the most part, if you had a, a rough relationship with your father, the stories will start to sound the same. Like, f- especially all of us that's from the different hoods in America. Mm-hmm. Like, all, a lot of our stories is, like, v- similar. Like, did you be like, right. yeah, that, it, oh, we did that too? Everybody, you know, everybody, you know, yeah, some I of the same Yeah, I think a lot stuff. of people got the same stories. It's like, close. They have a little few details. My dad was supposed to come. He didn't come. Yeah, a few details. Yeah, the stuff you see, Tyler Perry movies, yeah. that type <laughs> shit. You know, which is probably why people don't like Tyler Perry movies so much because it's so real. Sometimes so real. You know, all the AIDS. Stuff. I, I was watching an episode of House of Pain. They made a kid some AIDS. A kid had AIDS. I was like, Tyler Perry is <laughs> no, OD now. I didn't now. even laugh. Oh my god! I was like, what the hell? What? They look. All the kids in the school was bullying him. Right? He said, "Why?" He said, "No, don't, don't, just leave it alone." He said, "I have HIV, man." I was like, Tyler Perry can't okay, help himself. Okay, he was born with that problem. It don't even matter. Like what? Tyler Perry oh. can't help. Somebody gotta have HIV, AIDS. Somebody <laughs> like, yo, this nigga, Tyler Perry is crazy. <laughs> I can't even. When I seen that, I was like, man, this is why I stopped watching TV. Yeah, I'm not laughing at it either. I'm just I saying, stopped watching just TV because they just they do, they that, do too much on TV. And then I got it on. I'm letting it like I'm on my computer. 
and it's on and then i hear that i'm like come on man this is crazy <laughs> oh, this nigga can't even help himself like <laughs> even he want to just do anything somebody got aids in every one of his yeah, projects like it's true. not like find a project where somebody don't have some aid like it's no it's no other stds to him it's aids and it's nothing you clean or you got aids that's it you didn't go to the doctor get your chlamydia fixed it's yeah, like no it i got was. aids we, yeah they had std i got aids that's it it was std i'm hiv positive <laughs> Ain't no none of that. All right, I'm about to call my man, um, and we'll uh, we'll get Shay back on at the end to close it up. All right, cool with that? Uh huh. Okay. All right, we're calling my homeboy, and we're gonna see what he got going on right now. Hello. Hey, brother Jamal, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Just uh, working. What's going on with you? Chilling, man. So we we want to talk about this um these rough fatherhood relationships that we have had. Would you consider your uh you and your dad's relationship rough? Oh yeah, it's definitely it's rough and and broken. Rough and broken. Yeah. Okay. All right. Can you give the people a little bit of background about yourself? Just what you do and your name and everything. Well, like I said, my name is Jamal. Uh, I go by the stage name SJ. Represent the label 1093 Entertainment. We're based out of Youngstown, Ohio. We're a hip hop record label, and um, yeah, I'm 25 and I've lived in Youngstown most of my life. But I've traveled uh, a lot of the eastern portion of the country, from Cleveland to Atlanta. You know, doing performances, collaborating with people. Um, yeah, <laughs> we've done a lot over the last uh, yeah, five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten ninety three is popping, y'all. All right, but yeah. you know, um, it's my dude. I met I met Jamal when how old was you, Jamal? When I met you, uh, you probably like tenth grade or, or ninth grade. I was like in eleventh grade, right? Yeah, uh, two yeah. Grade. YAC days, man. Yeah, early college. All right, yeah. So we met in high school, and um, yeah, man, he just been a cool dude ever since. You know, I used to clown him a lot, but this is my friend, though. You know, this is my young dude right here. So I call him Jimbo, Jimmy. and um, But his name is Jamal. So if I slip up and say Jimbo, you know, y'all know who I'm talking about, man. It's my guy. Uh, All right, so look. Now, how old? You said you were 25, right? Yes, sir. How old is your dad? Uh, I believe 58. 58. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were born in, what, 92? Nope, 91. 91. Okay, the end of 91. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you born in 91, so that would put, he was probably around like late twenty late 20s when he had you, well, early early 30s, if anything. Okay, would, yeah. you, would you consider your dad a deadbeat? Like, just based on your whole life and relationship with him, would you call him a deadbeat dad? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would. Okay, why would you? What, what makes him that? <laughs> Because he wasn't there. Like, he wasn't there. Like, he was there maybe, you know, a couple weekends, every few months, if that. You know what I'm saying? Um, he left when I was real young. He tried to come back and stay with my mom, and um, it, it just didn't, it wasn't happening. Yeah. And so, um, you know, fast forward to me going to college, that's when I finally decided to kind of reconcile that relationship. And the only reason I did that was for my little brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Other, like if it was, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have even like, I wouldn't have even thought about it. When you say reconcile, you mean you wanted to have a relationship with his newer kids that he had, right? Oh, okay. So you wanted to have a relationship with them. 
Right. Okay. How did that work out? Uh, well, I mean, for the first for the first year or two, I mean, it was it was all right. But um, I guess towards the the end of that relationship, um, there was starting to be a lot of tension between him and I. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we we read a real crazy report about you and your dad in the news, man. You want to talk about that situation? Like, tell us what happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy because, like, they didn't really give out too much information on the news. But, I mean, here's the real story that happened. Okay. Um, basically, you know, we, was in, we were in my, my living room or whatever. Um, the, day was, the day was going real good. You know, the ex, you know she's my ex now, but... Um, girl spent the night. We you know, had a great time. She got up, left. Um, later on in the day, uh, my biological father came in with uh, with the kids or whatever, and just something just didn't feel right about the day. But I was like, okay, I'm gonna just you know keep pressing on, whatever. And so my little brother just started like whining and crying, like three year olds do. Yeah. I mean, I don't have kids, but I mean, I. I I've been around enough kids to know, like, okay, he's just he's just being annoying. It's it's, it's cool, right? But apparently, he he didn't get that because he never raised any of us. <laughs> you see right. what I'm saying, right? Um, so he was like hollering at him, hollering at him, and then I just noticed him getting increasingly violent in his voice. Yeah. And so you know, I let him slide twice, and so the third time, I, I just couldn't take it. I, so I yelled at him in the same way that he was yelling at my little brother. Right. And my little brother's just bawling, 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 bawling. And then, like, he gives me this look like he's, like he's about to, um, you know, get in my face or whatever. So he, he jumps up like he's trying to intimidate me. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, obviously, I, I, I mean, I reacted too. So I, I got, back, got back in his face. So it was like, I guess he didn't understand that just because I'm cool, calm, and collective, like, we can't take it there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to my family. Right. And so, um, so you know, my mom got in between us. And all the while, while all, all of this is going on, my little brother just shut up. Like, he, like all the whining and crying, he just stopped. Right. And so, you know, she told me, go to my, go to my room, told him to leave. And so I'm in my room just calming down, just calming down. And so I hear my mom say, no, no, don't do it. So I ran outside and see what, what's going on. And so, the, you know, the dude got a gun in his hand. And I was like, Dad, you really about to shoot me? And so I, I slipped and fell, and um, and then he shot me in my upper left thigh. Damn. And so wait, yeah, wait, 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 yeah. wait. You what you mean? You slipped and fell? What happened? Y'all so started wrestling or something? No, no, no. I I ended up um, I, I had slipped because I didn't have any shoes on. Oh. Yeah. So um, so then after that, I I, I get up and I'm just like in shock that this dude really shot me, and so. You know, my mom just tells me to run or whatever, and so you know, I, I ended up, I ended up leaving, and so um, he he gets in the car. And this is all happening in front of the little kids too. Right. And so he gets in the car and, and and starts to drive after me, and then he, I guess, realizes, okay, this is stupid, and then drove off. Not only but, is it stupid, but this is my son. He was trying to chase you and shoot you. Right. Exactly. So when he when he did shoot you, that wasn't an accident. The gun didn't just accidentally go off. He like pointed no, the gun no, at you and shot actually, you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so you had to like get away on foot. Yeah. Wow. And, and yeah. so you got to the hospital safely and everything. 
Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I got, I got to the hospital space, and um, actually, before we went to the hospital, they actually caught him. Oh. So somebody had somebody had to have dropped a dime mm-hmm. on him. Um, so I mean, I, I don't I don't know for sure, so I'm not going to you know say this and, and speculate on podcasts, but um, right. but yeah, so somebody dropped a dime, and he was he was caught, you know, within a couple hours. And so I ended up going to the hospital. Um, it was a clean, it was a clean shot, so it, they didn't have to do surgery to get it out or anything. Um, yeah, but I ended up staying there for for a lot of the night up until maybe one or two a.m. And so, but you know, but you know what? It, I I got over it like in three weeks as far as like you know physically healing, but the emotional part of that was probably the toughest part for me. And um, that. Nobody really understands um, getting shot, but more importantly, getting shot by someone who you thought loved you. Right. You you didn't just get shot by some random person. Like you got shot right. by the person that helped give birth, or or you know, he made you. He helped make right. you, and he thought he right. thought it was a good idea not only to shoot you, but after you ran to try to chase you and shoot you again. Like exactly. what the hell was going through his mind that made him think that that was the thing to do. All right. So look, if you if you had to like try to sum it up in maybe a sentence, what would you say? If it, um, how, how do you feel about being shot by your father? It's emotionally disheartening. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That's deep, man. That's deep. So, do you feel like, um, uh, do you want kids? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, so you 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 probably took that energy, even like not just that one incident, but the energy of your whole life and your father. Like you want kids, so you can do it the right way, probably. And oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, I probably don't even need to ask this, but like, do you feel like you could ever fix that relationship? Absolutely not. Absolutely like, not. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that's a hundred percent no. Like usually when somebody tries to kill you, you 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 pretty much animal yeah. for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. Yeah. If they try to kill you, you can't. Ain't really much you could do about that. I normally yeah. like suggest. <clears throat> I normally suggest that people try to fix it, but that is different though. You know what I'm saying? He tried to kill you. That's right. something. That, and not only he didn't even think like, oh man, I shot my son. Let me try to help him. He put, got in the car to run you down to shoot you again. Like, what the hell? He had to be like, was he ever on drugs? Nah, like he, nah, he, he wasn't on anything, especially that day. He wasn't he on was drugs. Just, he was he just, just mad. He, he was just big, bad, and mad. Was he like? I, I, was he in jail while you was growing up or anything? No, no. But but here's the here's the interesting part. Hmm. So apparently, he was like this to a lot of people. I don't think it's, it's, it's gotten far to like him actually shooting somebody, but he's, you know, chased down people with machetes. He's tried to, you know, he's fought people. You know, he, he's been like emotionally and physically abusive to people, you know, his whole, his whole life. So he's just so, a tough guy. Is he, yeah, is, he, he, is, he, is, he is he from the East side? No, he's from the South side. Oh, okay. From the South side. Okay. So he just, he probably, I mean, was his dad in his life? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. As far as I know. Wow. But um yeah, that's crazy. That is definitely crazy. All right, so like normally uh, like that that last question I have for you like are you open to, to fixing it? I mean, that was that was pretty much an easy one in this case. I mean, 
Yeah, man. Dang. All right, man. I want to thank you for sharing. You got anything else you want to say about fatherhood and relationships with fathers or anything like that? Um, you know what? I, I'll, I'll say this. Um, you never know what's going to happen as far as like, as far as like the relationship between father and son goes. So my biggest advice to somebody who's in, who's kind of in the same position that I was, or I, you know, I was in, um, don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. I mean, if, if he, if he steps up to you and, and tries to, um, I guess, bully you, you know, you, as, as a man, you know, you should always handle yours. Right. And so, um, and I don't regret that. I don't regret. I don't regret being um, protecting my little brother. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I stay. I, I feel like I saved him from emotional pain right. because of that. Right. You know I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. It sucks that he doesn't get to have a father, but also at the same time, at least he has some sort of peace for a few years. Right. So that's right. how I look at it. That is that is a story right there, and I feel bad for the little three year old that had to see his brother get shot by his dad. What yeah. in the world? <laughs> this is just that's a story right there, man. All right, Jimbo, you uh, hey, I want to thanks thank you for opening up about that, man, because that's a tough one right there. That's man, a, that's hey, it's tough... no problem, man. I, yeah. I feel like this whole you know, all of twenty sixteen was just horrible. It was crazy. It was just a crazy year. And so I just got inspired by it and, and put it all into this, this project that I'm releasing real soon. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I think this is like the first time that I can really say I'm just, I'm just putting it all out there. Yeah. it's so, good to yeah. be, you talk about it's therapeutic. So, all right, shout out your um, social medias and your new radio show and everything like that so that people can know where to find you. Yeah, man, just, you know, check me out. Um, all my social media is at, at SJ. 1093 ENT. You can catch uh, my radio show, 1093 Nation Radio, every Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. on rookeryradio.com, or you can catch me on my Facebook Live. Um, And, you know, if you want to check out the music, you know, check out 1093entertainment.com. Okay, and Rookery Radio, that's R-O-O-K-E-R-Y.com, or Rookery, R-O-O-K-E-R-Y, radio.com. Yes, sir. Okay, cool. That's for everybody that might not have understood what you said. All right, man. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for letting me call you, bro. Oh, yeah. No problem, man. No all problem right. at all. All right. I'm going to get at you. All right. Peace. Yeah. All right, people. We got another one about to call. Uh, well, I'm going to call her, and we're going to let her tell us about her situation with her father. I don't know much about this girl, so it's about to be interesting. I hope she don't say nothing too, too crazy. But if she does, you know, that'll be her therapy. Hello. How you doing, Miss Kiana? What's going on? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. All right. So we recording right now. You know that, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm cool. Ready. So what we're doing, <clears throat> we're talking about difficult relationships with our fathers. Now, do you feel like you had a difficult relationship, relationship with your dad? My relationship with my father got difficult now because he wasn't in my life for the first 22 years. Mm-hmm. So when he finally popped up on Facebook and found me and we got cool, we talked for like a week and then I didn't hear from him for like two years. 
And then I felt some type of way. So I called him and was like, hey, what's going on? Where you been at? You said you wanted to be a dad. Why am I being like the parent and reaching out to you? Hold on. Let me, so, let me, let me, let me go back real quick. <clears throat> you didn't know your dad for the first 22 years of your life. Mm-hmm. And then he found you on Facebook? Uh-huh. And y'all talked for two weeks and then he stopped talking to you again? Yeah. For two years? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I just wanted to run that back down because that kind of conf- I, I didn't know if I meant. All right. So then what happened once you hit him up and said? <laughs> so once I finally got back in contact with him, when I really was co- trying to get in contact with him because when he initially we spoke, he told me I had a sister. So I'm an only child. And I wanted to know about my sister. So that's why I, I got back in contact with him. Mm-hmm. So I literally had to make him go find my sister because he wasn't in her life either. Wow. So, all right, go ahead. So we, him and I talked and he finally found her and they hung out for a while. But then he started getting upset because I missed his birthday. Well, I haven't known you for 22 years, so I kind of don't know exactly when your birthday (laughs) is. So it's kind of like, why are you upset with me? Because I missed your birthday. Mm -hmm. And we live in two different states as well. So it's not like I'm around you. So that was an an issue between us. It was kind of like he was a boyfriend that was upset about me forgetting about him. That's that's ironic because he missed 22 of your birthdays and then he's mad because you missed one of his birthdays. Exactly. Exactly. All right, hold on. Let's before we go forward, let's go backwards. Okay. How old are you now? Mm-hmm. I'm 28. Okay. How old is your father? Do you know? Uh, if my mom was 55, then he would be 58. He's 58. Mhm. Okay. Okay. So. Hmm. Okay. So not you thought you were an only child until you were 22 years old. Yeah. Right. You found out that he had another child that he also abandoned that child, too. So he didn't even know who that child was. And pretty much. So he had to go find her. Where does where does he live? Uh-huh. At? Uh, now, you could tell the people where you want. You want to tell people where you live at? Oh, yeah. I live in Atlanta. Where does he live? And he lives. Now he lives in Cleveland, ironically. Okay. In Ohio. So he lives in Cle- he lives in Ohio. And um, he was mad that you missed his birthday. Yes. Wow. Are you guys still in contact now? No, I have. I probably haven't talked to him in eight plus months because the last time I spoke to him, I pretty much had him in tears. No, I literally had him in tears because I literally I went off on him. Mm. About what? Because about him not you know calling not checking up on us not you know if he calls he's not answering and then gets upset when he calls and we can't get right to him and you know feeding me all these stories of i want to be in your life but you haven't made any effort to do it and i have no problem to hop on a flight and go visit him but when i was there i actually went to go visit him we'll try to he didn't answer the phone and you came all the way from Atlanta. Yeah. And he didn't even answer the phone at all. Did he answer Did eventually? He, eventually, like two months later. Oh my god. He texted me and said something, and I'm like, "Well, I was there, so what happened?" Wow. All right. So, um, after 
that long did you have a, like a replacement dad like a stepdad or anything like that well i grew up in between both my grandparents sets of grandparents house so both my mother's parents remarried so i had my real grand my biological and well maternal and grandfather and maternal grandmother in two separate households so i had them their husband and their wife but it really wasn't the same exactly okay so what about do you i don't know if you want to say what the situation was with your mother my mother was murdered when i was five okay at five so you were with your grandparents from then on yeah my whole life i've been around my grandparents and this is with no dad not even knowing who your dad was not even and that's the thing. I thought somebody else was my father when up until I was eight, and my grandmother was like, "That's not your dad." She was like, "Your father is such and such." Told me who he was because the boyfriend at the time that my mom had, I thought he was my father because you know I was young. Oh, did he treat you like you was your dad? Oh yeah, he treated me like gold royalty. Oh. Like, but my grandparents didn't approve of him and. That's an even further story down, you know, why they don't approve of him. But I never had an issue with him, mm-hmm. but I wasn't allowed to talk to him or be around him or anything like that. Okay. Well, all right. So let me see. Let me see. What does your, So you, your dad knows how you feel about him because you went off on him last time y'all talked. Oh, yeah, he knows. Okay. So you went pretty much ham. Y'all haven't spoken in eight months. Yeah. Now, okay. So all that, all that. Um, does the pain still bother you? Like everything? Yeah, it still bothers me because my little sister. I see my little sister plenty of times. She's actually in Atlanta right now. I'm in Ohio at the moment, but she's in Atlanta right now. And I saw her before. She made sure she came and drove an hour to come and see me. Um, before I went out of town, like, and we talk about it. And she had a father growing up. So she's good, mm-hmm. but. We talk about it, and it really upsets me because I didn't have the luxury of having someone step in and raise me. Right. Do you do, do you ever get jealous of her? That situation, not her specifically, but people in that situation that had somebody else step in. No, I've never been jealous of anybody else. I've always just been like appreciate that because I I, I know how it feels to not have that mm-hmm. because I'm actually you know going through that with my own one of my children. Like his father is not in the picture, so I understand, and I don't want my sons to grow up resenting or feeling some type of way about his father. Right, right. That's that's interesting that you said your son is going through the same thing right now. Because mm-hmm. the cycle, like it seemed like the cycle continues in weird ways. Like boys who had bad dads or whatever, they they might be a deadbeat themselves or put themselves in a situation where they can't be in their child's life. And then the girls might choose a man that was like their dad, even though they didn't know their dad. Right. So that that's an interesting and thing sometimes. But that's my biggest thing about not having a father is that I don't know. I never knew what type of man I was supposed to look for because I never was taught what type of man I'm supposed to respect or have respect me. It was kind of just, I taught myself like, okay, well, if he does it this way, I think that's right. Right. So when you did meet him, did he seem, what what type of person did he seem like? Cool or what? Well, you know, I have two children's fathers. So my oldest two, they have a a great father. He's a full-time dad. No, 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 no. no, no. I mean your own father. Oh, 
Is he? Oh, my old father? Yeah, like, how did, what did you think of him when you first met him? I didn't like him because he lied. I knew so much information about him that he started, he was lying about certain stuff that he was telling me. Like what? And I was like, I already, like, child support. He was like, I was paying and I was looking for you, but I couldn't find you. I've seen every single check that he sent me. He sent me four checks since my whole life. Three, twice when I was five, once when I was six, and I got one a couple of days after my 18th birthday for $633. I, got, I had that documentation. Wow. So, he, you know, just certain stuff was just lies. Wow. That's that's crazy that he even tried to, after all that time, he was still trying to lie about something like that. Child yeah. support. That's I'm like, I'm in my 20s now. Like, I'm, I don't care about the money. Like, that's not what I'm, I, I, I don't want a conversation in a relationship about money. Like, I could understand if that's all you could give, but hmm. you don't have to lie about it. Right, right. So, um, have y'all ever had the conversation of, like, where he was during all those years or anything? Him tell you what, oh, yeah. what he was going through? You have? Those first two weeks, it was a bunch of... I couldn't believe how the stuff he was telling me because it was just like, really, dude? Like, come on now. Um, yeah, he told me that he didn't know my mom had passed away until 2008. And he was, he, he said that he didn't know I was his until later on in life. And I'm like, that's a lot because we have the DNA papers too when I was like a month old. So, yeah. Can't get away with that one. Wow. And it was just so many lies about where he was, what he was doing, why he did it. And it was just like, dude, I did my research on you all my life because I've always wanted to know who you were. But I did my research to the point where I was on Facebook before he found me searching, asking people, you know, what's his name. I had his social security number and everything. Hmm. Trying to find him all your life. Oh, I was trying to find him. Yeah. Wow. That is interesting. All right. So do you ever like, <clears throat> what, what do you, how do you think your life, how different do you think your life would have been if you knew, known him? Um, simply because of the type of person he is, hmm. off of what I know, I think my life actually would have been worse. Damn. To be honest, just because of the type of person he is. For somebody to be a, a you know, a visual liar and not take care of any of his children. We have two children. One lived in the same state as you. And the other, I mean, it wasn't too far away. Um, I honestly really think that I would have been in a much worse off position because financially he wasn't stable. Um, and he was jumping from woman to woman. I just honestly think my life would have just been worse. So you were better off with your grandparents than being with him the way he was. Definitely, because both of my grandparents were well off. I went to Catholic school. I was in the church. You know, it was just, they both were married and successful relationships. So it, I think I was, I learned to value certain things with them than if he was in my life because I don't think he really would have took the time out to teach me anything. Hmm. That's that's interesting. Okay, so uh, let's say give me give me in one word, how would you describe you and your dad's relationship right now? Nah. Well, non existent is a hyphenated word, right? <laughs> you could use that. Non existent. Non existent. Okay, so non-existent. Okay, uh, are you open to fixing that relationship at all? Yeah, 
of course. I'm definitely open to fixing it. I reached out to his girlfriend and everything. She's the one that even lets me know he's still alive. Wow. Oh, so, all right. This is interesting to me that you seem like you so you seem like nice to him about all of this stuff him abandoning you what what uh um what was that about that so you're actively pursuing this thing you hit his, his girlfriend up to see what's going on with him and everything okay where what is that desire coming from because i'm just a caring person like i have a love for my father and people, I mean, he put, he put me into the world. Like, at the end of the day, he's still my father. Like, I don't have, like, a, he's not my dad. He's not, oh, my God, I love my dad. But he's my father. He must have, there's something that's going on in his life that stops him from being a productive citizen. Like, there's something wrong, and I need to know what it is so I can really understand fully um what's going on with him like why is he the way he is why can't he be stable in life i'm just a caring person period and then somebody like your your dad basically like yeah yeah that is a very optimistic outlook that's cool though you know i agree i agree with you you know keep on keep on keep and that kind of abandonment i don't know and i say that i think people should build these relationships but with that situation i mean 22 years not knowing a person I don't think I would talk to him honestly for yes. real. I just wouldn't I wouldn't I don't feel like I would be holding on to it I just probably just wouldn't talk to him and that's where my little sister is at with it. oh she, she had a dad too though to that's why she was it's yeah. easier for her yeah but his, his talk to him I don't really care say again oh I'm sorry my the phone just connected to the Bluetooth. I said, she's just like, if I talk to him, I don't really care. Like, it doesn't matter. It is what it is. I'm not missing nothing. Hmm. Yeah, that that's a long time to go without. Okay, so cool. You're, um... Yeah. Okay. So you will work it out. All right. Um. That's all. The, that's all the questions I really have for you. I think it was good to be open about it. You have anything else you want to say about um about fatherhood and how you feel about the relationships with children and their father? Um. Basically, um. It's really nothing I can say because every situation is different and it varies. People's personalities. I can't really give too much. Um, advice on that because once you're an adult, you have your own choices to make. If you want to pee, um, and if you had a father that wasn't in your life and you make the choice to try to like find out who he is and he's not, you know, willing to work with you, I mean, it's kind of like a relationship. You can try until you have you you have enough, basically. Mm-hmm. I feel you. But I guess I haven't had enough yet. I guess not. You only, you only, so you only know your dad for six years, so I guess you got a little bit more time before you give up. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. As long as I know he's alive and well, I think um, I'm not too upset about it. Yeah. That's amazing. I just don't want him to pass away or something and then... So, okay, so you worried about, oh, that's a deeper thing. So you don't want your dad to die. You worried about that. Yeah, I care about him because, like, 
like I said, he's my father. Like, I wouldn't have a life without him and my mother. I don't have my mother, unfortunately, and she was taken from me. It wasn't like she made a choice to leave me like he did. He had a choice to come back. Yeah, that's 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 a good way to look at it. Okay, okay, that's that's interesting. That's a different conversation for a different day. The other part, but okay, so cool. All right, I appreciate you for opening up to the regular podcast and all the listeners on here. You know, no um, problem. All right, I'm a, I'm a, I'm tag you and everything so you can listen to this whole because there's other people that's gonna call and talk about their situation too. So it's all interesting. Okay, dope. Thank you. All right, bet. Uh, thanks for opening up. Yeah. All right, people. We back. We about to have another person that's gonna be on the phone on the righteous hotline. Um, my homegirl, my homegirl Maria from back in the day. Um, let's see what we got going on here. And if this woman don't answer the phone, okay. Hello. Yep. Maria, what's up? Nothing much. What's going on? How you doing? You are live on the regular podcast right now. How are you today? I'm good. Hi, everybody. So, okay, listen. So we're talking about troubled relationships with our father. Would you consider your relationship a difficult one with your dad? Yes. Okay, now. And it's not normal difficult. <laughs> okay, now let me let me um get this now. Would you consider him a deadbeat? No. Okay, so if you wouldn't consider him a deadbeat dad, what would you consider him? Absent. Absent, but not deadbeat. Okay, so explain why you would call him absent but not a deadbeat. So, my father lives in the house with me growing up, but mm. it would be months before he would even say hi, good morning or anything. So even though he was in the house, the only person that got any attention or affection was my mother. Hmm. As kids, he was just a figure inside the house. So watching a man give no affection to his kids and just to his wife leaves you still feeling like I don't have a daddy. Whereas my daddy don't talk to me. If he did talk to you, it was because something you did was wrong and your mother told him to. But other than that, he was just an absent dad. Had no idea what was going on in school. Had no idea what was going on in life. Was completely absent. Physically there. And that was it. Okay. And do you know what might have led him to just ignore his kids for that long? Like, Well, he's later on in life. He told me that his stepfather is who raised him because his biological father passed. And all he ever did was work and, I guess, give attention to his mother and every other woman he was giving attention to. Mm -hmm. So in his mindset, being a father only meant providing. And that was it. Okay. So as long as we had food, we had clothes, he didn't feel like having a personal relationship with us was actually the, all that important. Okay. So did you see the movie Fences? Because this sounds just like that. It's like Fences. This, no, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, it sounds like that. So he just didn't even think that Y'all needed love. He's just like, I got food. You have a house. That All right, that's it. My job is done. That was it. That, wow. that job done. That was it. Even though my mother, you know, kept trying to say, you know, you got to spend time with your girls. You got three of them. No, nothing. Yeah, that's interesting. So where's the relationship at now? 
once I moved out and, you know, became an adult and I explained to him, like, you know, love language is very important. And what I've learned that time is so important to me because for so long he didn't give time. So now what love language I respond to most is somebody giving me their time because I took that from my household. So I explained to him, you know, if you don't show us how a man treats his daughters, when I get a man, as long as he treats me right, that should be okay. Mm-hmm. If you don't spend time with the kid, you know, that's my perception of how it should be, and it's not. So now, you know, he's a whole lot. He's much better, but it took for everybody to become adults. Mm-hmm. So how do you, or, um, how do you think, how do you think that affected how you chose the partners that you chose? Well, at first, I was choosing partners to get his attention. <laughs> you cho- you chose people to get your dad's attention? Yeah. Meaning, like, like people you definitely should, shouldn't choices. have been with. Okay, so people you oh, should yeah. not have been with at all. Yes, completely. And did it work? Um, no. He so ignored you, me even more. <laughs> so your dad still, he just didn't even care that you had these people that you shouldn't have been with? No, like, he would, he would talk to them, and I guess he would tell my mother, like, he don't like them. And so she would delay the message. That's how a lot of things happen. He told my mother, and then my mother would delay the message to us. Mm-hmm. So if I was dating somebody and that person was in a house, he didn't even look like we could be right in front of the stairs following him. He wouldn't say hi. He wouldn't look at us. It was like we wouldn't even there. So I'm thinking, oh, if I date somebody terrible, it's going to really get his attention. Mm-hmm. It didn't. Didn't work out. I like dated that. somebody nice and he's like, oh, I like him. And I'm like, what? He talking to me? Huh. And then, you know, he became terrible. But for so long, it was just like, all right, if you won't give me the attention, somebody will. Right. Right. And okay. Okay. Wow. I mean, so the the relationship has been pretty much uh, reconciled mostly because you decided to communicate with him what was wrong all those years. Yeah. I, yeah, I ha- I had to, not just for me, but because I have a younger sister. So before it just got to the point where it was just too bad for her and she not really, you know, knowing like we know how a man treat a woman, but we had no idea how a man treats his kids. Like my dad never yelled at my mother and things like that. So we knew that's not how a man should treat us. But when it comes to that father daughter relationship, father daughter dances or things like that, we have never experienced that like the father daughter dates and stuff if he took us out somewhere it was something he wanted to do like driving to the store to get eggnog hmm. that was his definition of doing something for us but we ain't getting that right so i had no choice but to reconcile for you know my sibling's sake and for the fact that eventually i would have a kid and i need to know exactly how a father-daughter relationship should be what i should have expect have my daughter expect out of her father Right, right. And is I mean, is she getting that? Um <laughs> from her father or from my father? From her father. No. No not 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 a whole whole lot. We've had horrible ups and downs to the point like I can really stand that man. Um, but I had to realize that even me as a woman had a large factor in our relationship. A lot of times women think it's all men. It's everything they do. It's it's all in men, but our communication, our approach, and sometimes we don't even realize we're keeping our children away from men. 
is doing little stuff. So I have backed down on that a lot. And so now they're starting to just now build a relationship. But I had to check myself. A lot of times women don't check themselves. You know, they'd be like, oh, he ain't been around for all this time. He can't take my kid. Well, when you got with him, if he already had kids and he ain't mistreat those kids, what make you think he's going to mistreat the kids y'all got? Right. You know, but we get into that mindset where, uh-uh, I don't know how you're going to be with my baby. Well, you slept with him. Right. It's just as much as his kid as it is your kid. But the way we attack sometimes causes a lot of strain for our kids with their relationship with their fathers. And we actually have to step back and look in the mirror at ourselves. Because I'm not saying it's all 100% men, but it's a combination between men between men and women. And so once we learn to effectively communicate and take our feelings off the mix, then, you know, things can get better. Because wow. it's, it's been a crazy, crazy road with, you know, my daughter and her father, but... Yeah, yeah. And that that used to be my guy back in the day too, so you know, uh I I'm not even going. But yeah, anyway, I thank you for opening up and it was good that you talked about how y'all reconciled the situation by communicating. So, that might be a little example to some people you just got to tell your dad what the f he's doing wrong, you know, and everybody's situation is not the same as yours, but you know, some communication might help a little bit. You agree? And forgiveness. That's the huge thing. Communication People and forgiveness. Always, yes, you got to forgive what he did in the past. Right. No matter if he was there or he was, you know, he wasn't there. If you don't forgive, you can't never move forward. And we're walking around with that black hole in your heart. It affects your kids. It affects everybody around you. It affects the men you date. Yeah. You have to have to be willing to forgive. And it don't matter if it's 27 years later. If he want to go ahead and give it a try and, get, and fix things, you know, do so. You never know. The person that hurt you is the person that heals you. I agree with that. The person that hurts you is the person that heals you. I like that. I like that. Or they can help. I, I they like can that. help heal you. You I know, like sometimes that. you might need to see, you know, whatever type of higher power within yourself or people searching out different places. But the person that hurts you can be the person that heals you. That's why closure is so important. Right. Right, right. And for women, y'all know, if y'all ain't got that closure and that sewing, y'all looking crazy. So closure is important. <laughs> See, you're talking about sew-ins. I don't, I'm not familiar with sew-ins. So, you know, that's, Ladies but that's the women. listening, they going to understand. The women, the women will know what that means. I'm not 100% yeah. familiar. But, you know, um, closures and things. Yeah, this is good. All right, Maria, I thank you for opening up to the listeners. Uh, you got anything else you want to tell them? Any more jewels to drop on them? I, I think I didn't drop just enough. Okay. And when you get into some natural eatings and things like that, I got a whole bunch. All right. Well, I'll get you back on for that when we talk about natural eating and things. All right. Thanks for having me. I bet. Peace. One. All right, y'all. We got one last call. I'm going to call my dad on this one. See, this is the interesting thing. This is the first person that I'm going to call. First and only person that I'll call that is not in our generation, not a millennial. Wasn't born in that time frame of uh, 1980 to 1996. So this will be an interesting one. Hold on. <clears throat> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 
Okay, it's ringing. It's ringing. We got a good time right now. This is it's good. This is good. An hour and 12 minutes. It's good. What's good? Yep. Hello? Hi. What's going on? Yeah, can you hear me? We can hear you perfectly. I was good. How you doing? All right. So I told I told the um, recording audience already that I was calling my dad, right. and and I told like because everybody else that I spoke to, which it wasn't that many people, maybe like three or four, everybody mm-hmm. else is around my age. So right. you're the first person that's not in our age group, but you right. can re- you can relate to the same things that we're talking about. Absolutely. Right. Um, so. So what I want to do, okay? So you would consider, um, what we do, I've been t- I've been talking about difficult relationships with your father, right? right. Would you consider right. you would would you consider your difficult yours difficult? As far as uh, how I came up, no, just father. We just just a father. Just being a father. No, 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 your father. All right. First of all, I can't I can't really hear what your question is. I'm Clearly. saying, oh, would you consider the relationship that you had with your father difficult? Had, have, whatever. Nah, I would say, I would be honest, I, I would say that it hasn't been. It, it was, you know, from, I didn't have a lot of things to compare it to. You know what I mean? But, you know, my, my dad, you know, the man that raised me is my dad. That, you know, he was fair with me. You know what I mean? He was cool with me, and we got a good relationship even to this day. True. Um, but I will also say that looking over and being the age that I am now, I know that he was far from perfect. Right. You know? Okay. So as a classic, you know, what I mean by that is, you know, as what somebody would say, a classic dad, you know, he did he did men things. You know what I'm saying? But he was my dad, so. Men of the 70s. Know, I, roll, I roll with it. Men of the 60s I, and 70s. Absolutely. Okay, so absolutely. let's let's back up then. How old are you? 40, I'm 48. I'll be 49 in May. Right. How old is your dad? My dad is actually 17 years older than me, as well as my mom. So okay. they are uh, 60. My dad will be 60, 66 uh, next month. Okay. So um, uh, you never knew your biological father, correct? Never. Now to this day, I have no idea who that would be. Never know him in forty-eight plus years. You never even nobody would tell you who he is or was. Nobody never told me. I heard a couple names. You don't bandy around. I try to get the information myself. I had no cooperation. Okay, so that's that's a subject for me that I just kind of live with and let go more or less. You know. And and what? And how old were you when you found out that? Um. That the man you called dad is wasn't your real dad. Well, to be honest with you, uh, you know, I kind of speculated it kind of early because first of all, <clears throat> my last name is not what everybody else in my family's last name is. Right. So, my last name is my mother's maiden name. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But my brothers, my two brothers, and my sister, and my mom and dad all got the same last name. Um. So I, you know, I recognize that immediately you know okay um as far as uh you know the story that was told to me is funny that i even believed it back then was that 
I got my last name because they was not married yet. Right. You know, they got married when I was like two or they they got married when I was like two or three years old. Mm -hmm. But my brothers was in the same situation as well, but they still had the same last name. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Okay. So so knowing, so you're saying like you, you kind of figured it when you started realizing what a last name was and everything, or you knew that he wasn't your dad. I knew. So, you know, I knew, I mean, like even, even like as a, as a, you know, as a youngster, like I said, my dad was young, so he was, he was figuring it out too. You know what I mean? So it was a little incident. My mom and dad might get into it or something and he'd grab my brothers up and scoop and leave and leave me there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, it was all kind of little odd things and I just put it together. You know what I'm saying? But, you push through it. I ain't had no time to be crying about that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Not even crying. So when you when you realized all of this, and it was starting to come together in your head, how did it make you look at the man you called your dad? Well, you know, when that one incident happened, what I just said, you know, I definitely was confused. You know what I'm saying? I was. I believe that incident. I did cry. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I couldn't understand why I couldn't go or why I didn't go. Right. Um. You know, and that was crazy because it was only for like a half hour or something, which felt like all day to me at that moment. But uh, I got a lot of respect for what he did. We've had the conversation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, He didn't feel like it was his place to kind of fill in the blanks and names, anything like that. Um, He was just always there for me. So from the earliest man I ever remember being around was him. Right. Um, So, we, we, you know, that's not an issue with us at all. Mm. Um, you know, but like I said, on a whole different level, um, being that I'm 49 now, coming up on 49 now, I definitely know that <clears throat> he could have been better. You know what I'm saying? He did the best he could. And, you know, even with me and you uh, and, and, and your brothers and sisters as well, I didn't really get a good example of what to do or how to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was winging it. You know, right. I definitely could have been better. So, on the, you know, just seeing the post that you had yesterday, I do want to, you know, out loud, if I haven't before, we've had conversations, but I definitely want to apologize. I could have been better. I should have been better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's real to me. And, I, you know, it's something I really think about every day. Um, but like I was saying in the post the other day, I thought it was important to realize that, you know, because some people are really broken behind me. Yeah, you know, and they pass that blame and put that blame on that man really quick, um, not really knowing what he went through. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have them tools, it's hard to it's hard to get out of that rut. Uh, you know, it's a vicious cycle. You know, yeah. Um, so it's very important that sometimes we got to have empathy and kind of look at the bigger picture and get out of that selfishness and, and that me, me, me thing. Because when we do that, we ended up following that same behavior some kind of way it's a phenomenon but we end up repeating sometimes the very thing we say we hate yeah and um no dang what was i about to say excuse me so dang oh yeah so yeah what you said about um understanding what what the man might have gone through before he even had kids is important i had you'll hear another caller another person i was on the phone with on this episode she talked about that like she she didn't meet her dad until she was an adult and she still and he was still being you know a terrible dude even after that and she still was like 
she understands that he wasn't right in life and things happened with him and you know everything so she was understanding with it and she's gonna she said she was going to continue to try to be have had a relationship with you know there's you'll hear about you'll hear the the thing but yeah yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting though yeah that's why that's what but see what used to confuse me because all right i'll tell the listeners i didn't find out that my dad's dad wasn't his biological dad until like four months ago i never knew that because i told you that yeah that was my first time hearing that so so um like all like think about growing up when i used to you know how how i used to say like how could how could y'all have done some of the stuff y'all did when y'all had your parents at home right you know what i'm saying and y'all seen what it was like to have a a two-parent household and raise kids and all that stuff but i didn't know that you was in a two adult household but you wasn't with both of your biological parents so you had this baggage with you your whole life even though you probably try to bury it as much as you could and avoid it and all that you still had that but that was something i didn't know growing up and i don't even know i mean even as a kid i probably wouldn't have cared you know like a like a mature person would i probably it probably wouldn't have mattered to me that much but um that was just interesting to know because i didn't know but i was real i was always like understanding anyway when it came to people and mistakes that they made because i remember as the the i had to grow up faster you know what i'm saying so i if i was helping take care of other kids i really didn't have chance to be a kid like that so i had to pretty much be that guy that's looking at everybody like their kids that's how i looked at people everybody adults everybody when they make a mistake it's cool they don't know better that's how i looked at everybody so when i seen stuff you know it never really sat with me like it did with my siblings. Right. You know what I'm saying? My siblings don't feel the way I feel. Right. You understand what I'm saying? You know, you know and to give me give me a little insight on this. I, you know, and this is one of the things, man, where I look at you and, and I see how you are now. Um, I, I did some distinct things with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I purposely treated you a, a certain way because I knew, um, you know, consciously I wasn't, in the best position and I wasn't doing the best by you in the first place. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the way that I came up, like, um, like my first five years of my life, I didn't live with my parents at all. Yeah. <clears throat> I lived with my grandmother. So, um, you know, I saw them, but, uh, you know, that was, you know, like I said, they were young, so I don't have no grudge on that. You know, uh, man, her got really close, but just like you just said, I was forced to grow up, but I never really had no official childhood. You know what I'm saying? I was anybody that know me know I've been grown since day one, more mm. or less. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I knew that that was a possibility and you could be looking at that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did push that on you to be responsible for your younger siblings. Um, just to, just to give you that sense of responsibility and let you know that sometimes you're going to have to do some of these things on your own, uh, whether you want to or not. And I wanted it to be second nature for you um, when it's all when it's time to face something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I would say, to be honest with you, I would say that that worked out well for you. Mm. I don't know what the psychological <laughs> ramifications was to that, but I know that you handle yourself in situations. You're you're ready to handle. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's um, it's, not, it's like um, away. it's it's um. I turned out I turned out cool, but the the my issue is with I'll say what my issue was based on how things went in my childhood is the way 
I treat people is not always the best. You know what I'm saying? Because I look at the way the way people was like in and out when I was a kid, like y'all y'all was in and out like you would be wherever you would be at and then everybody seemed like they was like my family now is a much more positive family. But when I was a kid, like some of the some of the children in our family now wouldn't recognize our family when back in the early 90s. You know what I'm saying? It was totally different people. So yeah, I, I looked at I, um, I looked at people like they was kind of disposable, not even not disposable, but like they probably wouldn't be around long. That's how I looked at people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So the closest people yeah. to me are my friends. You know what I'm right. saying? I got a couple. I got maybe like four or five friends that I've been close with since I was like since I've been in Youngstown. Those right. are like the closest people to me. Right. Even even closer than my siblings because of how right. I looked at my siblings as people I had to take care of, and right. not. Like a like a burden. Like. Yeah, I looked at them as right. somebody that I had to make sure was alive. You know what I'm saying? That's right. what I felt about my siblings. <laughs> so I just had to make sure they wasn't dead, and then I right. could go and have fun. I never, I don't. The way right. I view my siblings is not in a place of like friendship. Right. Siblings. These are people like right. okay, make sure they straight so that I can go do what I want to do. Because right. of the fact and that I, it seemed I, like the adults when I was a kid was doing right. their own thing. Maybe because right. of what whatever they had, huh? And, and I can relate to that because I watched I watched you evolve into what you're talking about now. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um, at that moment, the crazy thing about that moment is, you know, I was probably me personally. I was probably in the position like in the lowest position I was in in all my years at the at this moment when you was like coming of age. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So I consciously, consciously put myself in your town. Yeah. I don't know if you recall this. Yeah. I consciously put myself in, in your town so I could come do the same thing you just said you were doing with your sibling. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I needed to be, in my mind, I needed to be close to y'all so I could see you. Oh, okay. So y'all could see me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though I couldn't do nothing for you. Yeah. I couldn't do nothing for y'all. You know what I mean? Except I always think it's important. You know, and I want to I want to put this out there for everybody as well. You know, everybody got their own different opinion on what a father is supposed to be doing. Right. You know what I mean? A lot of times they end up making it a monetary thing mm-hmm. because people drill that in their head. Uh, society has put that in their head, and, and it's not a bad concept that the father need to be the provider and the protector. I'm all in with that. Right. You feel what I'm saying? But sometimes. And everybody should know this on an individual basis, man or woman. They know sometimes it's hard to even take care of yourself. Right. You dig what I'm saying? So, you know, there's some mouths to be fed and things of that nature. You want to you wanna be responsible and handle that. You know what I mean? It's a lot of things that I've done over the years that, you know, y'all, you know, kids ain't going to know about that. Only the parents is going to know that money don't get put into a kid's hand, per se. Right. You dig what I'm saying? Right. So, but... Everybody should, me, in my eyes, I think that presence is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe that, you know, I think a child, once it's all said and done and look back on it, they could always, they would rather say he was dead. Exactly. And that's why, and that's why, that's why I'm not hard on you as some people is on their on they fathers because I'm like, I learned a lot. You know what I'm saying? It might have right. been stretches where you might have been doing your thing where where you didn't live in the same city as me right. and I didn't right. see you for a long time. But it still was I felt like there was enough lessons 
there was enough lessons there that I could use them lessons and go forward with them until, you know, like right. the next, you know, it was like taking summer vacation from having a dad or whatever right. and then coming Absolutely. back, having lessons again, and then you'll go do what you're doing and then I'll come back. Right. It got to the point where um, at one point, like, it seemed like it was normal that you was out doing your own thing that I used to be right. mad sometimes when my mom would call you and tell you what we was doing that wasn't right. Because right. I'd be right. like, why I, you, why I, you, you know tell what? him that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it'd be and like, you, you know, it's just, that. I'd be thinking like, it's us. Why are you telling him what right. we did? You know what I'm saying? Right, I, it right. got to that point right. at, at one point. Right. Yeah. And I, and I, it was, you know, and I will always feel awkward with that. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, like I was coming in like the bad guy. You exactly. Know? You like would, yeah. would not be, and then you would just come in when we do something wrong in school. And then right. you go back to doing whatever, and we'd be like, right. you know what I'm saying? That make you that could make the relationship be bad with us too, because it looked like I, I know that, you know, I know. And I felt that I felt that at that moment, but that's why I try to always balance it. Like I, I took a lot of pride, and I'm gonna be real with you. Mm-hmm. No matter what I, no matter what I was doing, I'm gonna use you know the statements you just use coming in and out, or go back to doing my thing or whatever. Yeah. What I do take a lot of pride in on that is whenever y'all call me though. Y'all wanted to come. Yeah. I never, ever told y'all no. Right. Never. Right. You know what I'm saying? As far as I was concerned, wherever I was at, if y'all wanted to be there, I I was making room for you. Right. You know? You know what it uh, felt and, like and, at one point, but why you in the middle saying that? I'm going to tell you, like, because it, it was really feeling like, what is going on? Because, you know, as a kid, right. you don't know the really the ins and outs of everything going on. You just, like, sometimes right. the stuff get rough. You just right. kind of be mad at one parent. You like, I want to go live with my dad. You know what I'm saying? Right. So then right. we would. It would seem like okay, I live with you probably that I can remember in my remembering. You know, in North Carolina, and then um, in Brookfield. So it's I'd say twice. Right. right. I live with you. Right. And it seemed like it was very brief. Right? right. In North Carolina, it was very brief. Maybe four months, five months. Right. And then right. in Brookfield, it was like three months. So right. after that, after the situation, there was a bad situation that happened in Brookfield. After that happened, right. it felt to me like he getting in trouble on purpose so that we can't live with him. That's really what wow. I thought after. And I was wow. what, 13 at that point. I was like, right. that he must be like, you know, I, you know, when we don't live with you, it's cool to right. come back and forth to your house and all that. But being with you all right. the time, it seemed like right. you wasn't trying to deal with that. That's how it felt right. at that. You know, when right. I was when I was young, that's what it seemed like to me. That's what I that was right. a conscious thought. I remember thinking that he getting and in trouble valid. on that purpose was, to get away from us. That was valid. That, that's a valid thought. And, I, you know, I'm I'm not shocked that you had that thought because mm-hmm. I probably would have been my thought as well. Mm-hmm. Um, self-sabotaging is I don't know. That's a black man thing in a way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they ain't conscious um, like nothing like that could be conscious, you know what I'm saying? That's an evil dude who right, would say, right. yo, I'd rather get locked up than be with my kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but it was the, it was the other demons that force at that moment, you know what I'm saying? No excuse, mm-hmm. no excuse. Uh, I'm definitely not trying to make an excuse, but the reality was things happened at that time where I just wasn't right. You know right. what I'm saying? So, what you just what you just described a little bit earlier about how we've evolved since then to now, mm-hmm. um, we would hope that all people do that. But you see, you see it firsthand. You've seen some changes in people that you know, um, good and bad. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
again, I can't apologize enough to even, you know, it's, it made me sad to even think that that's how you thought. That's mm-hmm. how you felt, man. I, I love nobody more than I love my kid. Mm-hmm. And you was the first child that was with me. You right. know what I'm saying? So I always had a special relationship for you. I don't love none of my kids more than the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the bond that, man, you had, because you don't remember, I was there from your you know, your childhood all the way up to you was three years old. Yeah. Every day. You know what I'm saying? You was with me constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, even, um, you you know, when uh, when I would have y'all in the summer when we lived in Columbus, man, we didn't know no anyone there. Um, so y'all was constantly with me, and I loved that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I remember um, that. Some of my best memories. Huh? Yeah, I remember that. Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, so my, I was walking that fine line. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here in the world, but my real world, the world I should have really been concentrating on, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it as well as I wanted to. And I was hard on me, you know, because yeah. I definitely wanted to. Um, so every situation to me is a little bit different. And we all kind of like put it into a little box to make it seem different. But everybody got an individual reason. I never could understand how someone could be like in my instance for in my situation for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Whoever that man was, that man saw me. You think so? For years, I, I'm positive. Why you think that? I'm positive because my town is small for one thing. You think he was in the um, in the city somewhere? I'm I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'm pretty sure. Um, and and you know, so that that was that's as good as as good as I had it. You know what I'm saying? With my father, with my dad, as good as I had it, that never left out the back of my mind. Right. You know what I'm saying? When I was playing ball or something, man, you look in the crowd and the, the, the place is packed. Dude is out here. <laughs> he probably had. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I had one dude, man. I, I was I was going through some things like, you know, I was, you know, doing my, doing my thing on the street, man, making money or whatever back a long time ago. And this dude came up to me, man, and he was saying little slick shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Excuse my language. But he was saying little slick things like he was insinuating that he was the dude. What was he saying? I mean, he was just like, man, just saying some things. Like he knew, like, my family. He was mentioning names, and he was around at this time. He was just kind of putting it out there, man. And he was a dude that I had some had some rumors. He was one of the, you know, one of the guys. And I'm saying this in a way, man, by no means that anybody give me no impression that my mom was, you know, was out there or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? She mm-hmm. was a kid at the moment. So but this particular guy, his name popped up a few times uh, when names was thrown around. And, uh, you know, at that time, I probably was about, I don't know, 21, 22 years old. I don't, I, you was probably a baby at this moment, so I had my own kids at this moment. Yeah. Um, I wanted to put them paws on this dude. You know, it got it got to the point we got separated. You know what I'm saying? Because I just didn't like how he approached it. Was he you know was he trying saying? to was he trying to disrespect you? or Was he trying to like nah, start a bond with you? He was, first of all, he was buying he was buying dope from me. Oh, first of all, okay. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I don't, you know, I hope you don't even know how this goes now, but, you know, when you, when you doing a hand to hand, you know, chit-chat start going on, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, it ain't no awkward silence when, the, you know, you know, somebody feel like they got to say something. So his, 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 his tactic this particular day was for him to go back in my family history like he knew everybody. Mm. 
without saying, you know, without saying the obvious thing, he was probably trying to hint at. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it hit me like a ton of bricks that I might got some of my bad habits from this motherfucker right here. Mm. So you, you that could. So so did you see him and see any resemblance or anything? Nah, because I, I try to look for it. You know what I'm saying? I, I I can't see it. And this dude, this particular guy, has passed away at this point. Right. Um. But I never did. I, I've been around him. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it, you know, in that, in that business right there, I didn't care who was buying it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't care about that. But, um, you know, I saw him a couple times. Man, in fact, um, he lived across the street from uh, one of my aunts as well. So I have family members that used to be cool with the dude, and I can. I hold. I'm the type that hold grudges. If, if I don't like you, I don't want nobody I know like you. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So. It was, it was it was hard, man. So that's that little you know little things like that, man. That's, those are the factors I, I try to make sure that people know about, man. That when they speak so hard on the person that hurt them, always try to remember that somebody might have hurt them as well. Right, right. You know, they just might not know no better, man. And again, no excuses. This is not to dismiss anybody or you know say they shouldn't take care of their responsibilities because we all should, mm -hmm. but. Um, there's reasons for everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They and might not be good reasons, but it's definitely a reason definitely for a reason, right. And I wasn't... <clears throat> the only reason... Because I wanted you to talk about your your particular situation growing up without uh, knowing your biological father and then having uh, 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 Papa Beanie step in. But, like, <clears throat> I started talking about me and your situation just because I don't want right. people to think I'm just going to sit here and Dr. Phil everybody and not talk right. about my own because then you know my credibility right. they won't they ain't gonna you know everybody's not gonna be right. open to that so that was the only reason that's, i brought that up but it's really about talking right. about talking about how you uh was was affected by it so would you how you how you feel the biggest thing uh, uh the biggest result of your character knowing that the person that's probably your biological father was probably around you for most of your life in your city and didn't right. and wouldn't come forward and say anything to you. Right. Same 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 way you feel. I I believe people are disposable as well. Okay. Um I'm not real big on getting that close, you know, and I'm cool. That's the crazy thing about it. I'm cool with everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I feel I'm better when I get in the crib and close the door and it's just me. Right. I'm comfortable with that. You right. feel me? Right. Um, you know, of course, I got some, you know, I got some good friends. I got uh, people, if I want to go kick it right now, I could call somebody and make that happen. That's that's not, um, I would rather not even do that, though. You know what I'm saying? Because, I'm, I'm uh, again, we're a lot alike on this. I'm, I observe everything. Right. Uh, there's nothing there's nothing getting by me, and it ain't even something I'm trying to do on purpose. It's just how I am at this point. So, uh, like I said, any little slight, any type of little playing around and all that, I'm cognizant of all of that. Um, so I don't want to, me personally, I don't want to be thinking bad about people, so I just leave them where they be at. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm more, like I said, I'm, I know when I'm by myself and when I'm with me, I can't blame nobody. I can't point no finger at nobody. And, uh, you know, and I've, I've pretty much led my life like that for probably the last 25 years. Easy. Yeah. Um, you know, if you could probably recall, um, like, you know, as a youngster, I would always have somebody with me. We was always kicking it or we would go somewhere with a lot of different people. But 
You know, those days is, you know, I, I haven't done that in years, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I go out every now and again. I might, when I do this now, I, you know, I might go to an individual's crib or we might go out and get a drink or something like that. But after that, I'm gone. And, you know, the lifestyle's changed, you know. Yeah. Um, but it definitely affected me. Just like I said, I'm a, I'm a thinker anyway. I'm a thinker by nature. So <clears throat> I can always kind of double it back to that, right. you know. Right. Um, and that's not to take anything away from my father. He was, he was great for me. Right. You know, he saw. He, you know, he told me he loved me. He, he, you know, he he did everything that the that the father is supposed to do in you know in society or whatever, whatever. He provided, he protected, um, he nurtured. Got some lessons from him as well, but it can't be ignored. That, like I said, when I'm 13, he's 30, so he's a young man too, still. Right. Doing what young men do. You know, um, you know, we ain't, we ain't think nothing of it. We let it ride. And, you know, like I said, I could never sit around and blow it out and cry about it. I had to keep kicking it anyway. So, right. you know, that, that's what was that. Yeah. So, so how do you think that that affected, how did it affect, um, how you are with your kids? Cause like I said, my siblings, your other kids don't, right. they, they're not like me. You know what I'm right. saying? They didn't they grew up right. they grew up with me being the one that had to do all the cognition. Right. I had to do not all of it, but you know, when it came to having um they didn't have to process the same information, first of all. Secondly, they didn't know as right. much because they were younger or they weren't even born right. yet when certain when I was able right. to when people were just more open with whatever was going on and I seen right. it. So they just don't right. know. They just think whatever they might think. So how do you think it, right. it affected how you um, decided to parent your own kids? Well, well, like I said, you know, I know I could have done better, but I, I tried to do the best I could at any given moment. Um, as everybody grew and got older, I've had conversations with each one of them about this. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Kind of giving them an idea where I was coming from uh, and try to be available to them today uh, as much as I can. Um, but still... You know, I'm, you know, I got some from the old school a little bit as well. You know, everybody's grown now. So, um, back when I was a young adult, I was fending for myself. Right. You know, so I, I, I'm having a little trouble with y'all when it comes to, uh, I want to give y'all that leeway to do what you need to do. I don't want to be, I, I don't even want to be that parent now that come in and swoop in and be like, yo, you're doing this wrong. I don't want to be no finger wagging. You know what I'm saying? Right. So um, that that's working, as you can see, with mixed results. You know? Right. Um, things happen anyway. Um, I just want to make sure that everybody know that I'm available when y'all need me. Do you, wanna, you, know I mean? do you not want to be the finger-wagging parent because you feel like you can't because you wasn't there when the, when the people was uh, younger and messing up? and to guide them when they nah. was younger or you feel like you just yeah. you just want to let them try to learn on their own as a as, well, a as a as a straight up choice and it's not guilt keeping you from doing it right no nah, no nah, it's, it's a little mixture of everything you just mentioned okay for real for real okay um but really you know you know like i know i could be that swoop in and get the get the tough talk and all that you know i ain't got no problem with that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but i also say how fair is that for me to do that even when i did it then I didn't want to do it that type of way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when you with me, of course I'm a discipline. But I don't want to be the one 
like I said, coming in being the bad guy, you know what I'm saying? And I got put in that position a few different times. Um, now, I didn't have a problem doing it. I, I understood that it probably needed to be done just for, you know, just for when y'all was smaller, I know it was effective. As you got older, it was like crazy. It felt surreal to do it because I know if it was got done to me, I would have been like, come on, man, you ain't going to be around to see this through. So what, mm-hmm. what difference would make? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, so I, I was aware of that. And even today, you know, I can't really say what everybody's deep down feelings is. That's why I try to be available to have those talks if they want to have them. Um, otherwise, I don't feel as guilty as you would think, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and what I mean by that is, um, like I know for in my heart of hearts that in the position that I was in, and seeing some of my peers, I know I did as best, if not better, than I could have did in that position. Yeah, you know what I mean. I would have had to. I would have had to change my whole mindset, my whole life, really, to be have to be a better than I was with y'all growing up. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, you would have pretty um, much had to have gone all the way back and knowing your dad your whole life. Not, not necessarily that, but okay. I mean, I would have had to go all the way back to some of my life choices in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, some of my life choices and decisions had me in a certain state that by the time y'all was born, I was in full fledged in it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, that's a whole nother issue. You feel me? Uh, without getting too much in it, you know, um, substance, you know, that was part of the game mm-hmm. for me. So, um, that you was dealing, I was dealing with that. You know what I'm saying? And then kind of subconsciously, um, that relationship with my dad and my biological dad, um, biological father, I should say, um, kind of made me be all over the place for relationships. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so nothing was stable for me. You know what I'm saying? Even though the impression is I came out of stability. Right. That's what it looked like on the outside looking at. Absolutely. You know, but, but, you know, if you're not stable in your own, your own temple, you know what I'm saying, in yourself, all that perception is out the window. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you could, I don't know if you remember, like, you, I don't know if you remember, uh, like, me and, uh, me and Antoine, which is, to the people, that's my younger brother, me and Antoine got the same mom and dad. We didn't really, like, really hold nothing against you for real. When we was younger, we just looked at you like, whatever, this is just our dad, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like a, uh, like a thing like you know we wasn't really since we was in the middle of everything it right. wasn't it was normal you know what i'm saying some of the stuff that <laughs> yeah now i don't even know yeah. if it was numb it just seemed like this was just life and you know whatever right. this is you know nobody we didn't look at it like it was a problem with our parents right. it just like right. this is just life you know what i'm saying because i remember one time i guess you had been out on the streets or whatever i don't know what you was doing right. or homeless right. or something and you had right. came to the crib, mm-hmm. and remember we had let you let you in the um in the house, right? You know what I'm saying? And it was mm-hmm. like we didn't look at it like this was like an opportunity to be like, nah, we came. You know, everybody wouldn't be cool with that. We was just like, this is right. this is our dad. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. We gonna Absolutely. find a spot. You know what I'm saying? We just gonna Absolutely. find a place and, and, and put him in that joint. And that's the that's the incident I was talking about. Like that was the time. Like I was I was homeless for a second. Oh, okay, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So don't nobody even know that. So I'm gonna tell you what I was doing at this time, man. It's how much I wanted to be around y'all. 
and it gave me the strength to get through what I was going through at this moment, right? Yeah. So what I used to do, I used to say, I used to go, I used to work downtown Youngstown at the mill, right? Yeah. So what I would do, right beside the mill, right there on the corner of, um, I guess that's maybe Front Street down there, um, it used to be a building, I don't, I forget what was in there right there, but it was on the corner right, right across from that church. They had a platform back there with a picnic table, right? Yeah. I would go there, and they, you gave me your cell phone, bro. Mm-hmm. Your cell phone was my alarm clock. Okay. I would sleep on this bench and wake up and go to work. Hmm. And change my clothes at the job. Take a shower and all that shit at the job, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So when I got off from work, I used to walk all the way up from downtown Youngstown to y'all crib on Crandall and just to be around y'all for an hour or two. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I'd go right back down there when it was done, you know what I'm saying? I definitely didn't want to disrespect the crib, but you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I didn't care about that crib. Right. I don't care about y'all. I cared about, I needed that strength. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being, y'all was y'all my kids, y'all my heart. So that let me know to keep going. Yeah, you when know what's, really you know what's crazy. You know what's crazy about that. First of all, I I think I guess I did know you was homeless because I thought you was sleeping at the bus station. I don't know what made me think that. Maybe I don't know what made me think that. But you know what's crazy TV. about huh? <laughs> TV. Huh? No, I think you had said something about a bench one time, and I just thought you was in one of the bus. You know how the bus station had the benches in there outside. Wow. You know, I just thought you were sleeping in one of them. But you know what's crazy? Wow. You had said something to me one time in one of them conversations when you was coming up there. We was on the porch and you said something and I thought you was telling me it's cool to sell drugs because you got to get some money. You know, I thought I thought you said something like that. I don't know what you really said, but in my mind, you told me it was cool because, you know, what I'm saying we people poor. So you got to get money. So at that point, I would never I would never, never say No, I don't know what you Uh, said for real, but I just whatever you said, it made me think that that's what you were saying, because really, I guess I didn't understand what you were saying. I thought right. that's what you were saying. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I took that right. and I was like, okay, boom. I was cool with I I was like, this is the green light. And right. you know, whatever. <laughs> I thought I don't know what you said really at that time. Yeah. I just know it was, you know, yeah. had something to do with struggling and if you gotta get money, do what right. you gotta do. Something like that. Right. And I was like, well, okay, cool. Basically what, basically My dad said I could sell drugs. If, if I said something like that, you definitely misconstrued what I said. I but did. I felt like at that moment I needed to do what I needed to do. To get myself back on my feet, you yeah. know what I'm saying, which I did. You know what I'm saying. And I pretty much never looked back after that. Um, and at the same time, that's when probably when the guilt was getting in place at that moment. Like I didn't even know how to really be around when y'all y'all was starting to accomplish shit. You know what I'm saying. And uh, I just didn't feel like I don't know. I don't feel I didn't feel like I deserved to be involved with that because I didn't help when I needed to, you know, so I had to go, I went through that for a little bit, you know, um, it made it easier that I knew you come from good stock and other people was going to support and things like that. Um, looking back on it, I definitely regret that. I wish I would have, you know, been around a little more for those types of things. Cause those memories mean a lot. It would have meant a lot to y'all. I'm sure as well to have me there. So little things like that, those are the things I regret. You know what I'm saying? Looking back on the whole, uh, you know, raising y'all as far as y'all childhood, but you know, I definitely 
I don't even look at life real positive on the overall, but on this particular part, I always thought positive that eventually we all will get it together. I always keep that in the back of my head. You know, I always try to be available. I always try to, uh, you know, give encouraging words. You know what I'm saying? I always told y'all I love you. I always will tell y'all that. So, and I mean it. Mm-hmm. So, I think uh, I think a lot of things that you and your your brother was going through in particular, y'all was around people who didn't never see their parents for real. Mm-hmm. You know. So, and I, you know, and I wasn't cool with that. I, you know, I wanted to be better. I, not just see me, I wanted to be a full participant, man. I just wasn't right at that moment. Right. You know, right. just wasn't. And that's why I say I've seen a lot more than probably some of the younger. I just remember weird stuff. I don't know why the weird stuff is the stuff I remember. So it just always right. made me a little bit more forgiving because I'm like, right. there's really no way you could think straight in this <laughs> being in a situation like this or whatever. Right. So. Right. Yeah, man, I've seen some weird stuff, but it's it's uh so for the people, y'all just listen to me talk to my dad. So I'm not just telling y'all talk to your dad after all this effed up stuff because I just think it's a good idea. You know, I talk to my dad. So y'all see my dad on the Facebook. We talk on the Facebook, but we also talk off of Facebook too. So you know, Absolutely. um, that you know, that if is. I could throw um, something in there if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. Um, like I, I just want to hammer this home, man. Listen. When you around, I, I say like some people in your post, when you first, first brought the subject up a little bit, they're familiar with like their dad's family, but they don't have nothing to do with the dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, take their brain about, get a little better feel of the personality of who, you, who you're shunning. Because like I said, there's a reason for everything. And yo, he just might not know what he's doing or know how to get back with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I know... The role, I, I go through it myself with my own parents. So I always I always got the feeling that the parent is the parent. I don't care how old she is. They some, they got that responsibility to take the first step in my mind. Um, but, but the reality is we don't all know how to do that. So sometimes you got to be, if you really want it, sometimes you got to be that person to initiate it. And uh, you'd be surprised a little bit to hear it how regretful some of us are that we didn't do our part. You know what I mean? We're not just out here. Uh, and some of y'all is going to do this as well. Y'all don't even know it right now, but we're not just out here saying, effort. I'm not going to be around my kid. I don't want to be around my kid, so I'm not. That's not, it's not as cut and dry as that. So with all that, man, I would never do this. I would never do that. We've all said that. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes life happens. So, um, no excuses. Just you know, be a little have be a little more empathetic to the situation if you really want it. You definitely got to do your part to to kind of soften up to let it to allow it to happen. That's true. And that's all I want to say on that part. That's true. I agree with that, a thousand percent. I, and that's that's the part that I'm trying to get some of these people around my age to understand. Like these people didn't just say, "I'm going to abandon a kid today." That's not like I don't even understand why some people think that that's what some, went through somebody's mind. Like nah, if you, especially if you have kids, then you know for a fact that that's not something. That's not a thought that would come to your mind. You're not gonna think that. You know what I'm saying? So you know there had to be something else to make to not to make nothing made them, but that that facilitated that situation of abandonment of the child. You know Absolutely. whether it be right or wrong. Most of the time it's wrong, but either way it 
something led to that. So that's what I, I that's what I'm trying to get some of the younger people who really they might not be as into um, psychology as I am. So they might not really care how other people's brain work. They might just know this person abandoned me. And that's all I know that, you know, he didn't step up and, all, you know, that's all some people care about. And I'm trying to get that's them what to I was see saying about the selfishness of the situation. <clears throat> you know, it's we all are like that. We we all got that selfish bone about us. But yo, it's two sides to everything. You're just looking at it from your end of it. I could see how your generation would be a little more flippant about it because you two generations removed from even saying it be done. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, right? You know what I mean. Some of y'all are used to never saying it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, some of y'all own parents don't know they fought. So this is where we at in society right now. You know what I'm saying? So we can only hope that we could be the change. So I definitely did what you're doing right now because it got to start somewhere. You know what I mean? Exactly. It got to. Yeah. You know? And I wasn't I wasn't really trying to push the envelope as far as, uh, you know, when you first brought up the subject. I was just being mindful of trying to remind the situation that it could be generations of this going on right. that uh you know just in the cycle but yeah i, I agree it got to start somewhere so I, I believe this is a good start right here right and i didn't want you to think i was talking about you either that's why i'm like let nah, me make nah, sure nah. you because I, I that's not I, even I mean, how i i don't even nah, you know i'll talk to I, if i, I was gonna got, say something like I never that. Got that i never got that impression from y'all ever okay. you know what i'm saying we i i think in uh in the grand scheme of things, man, even, you know, uh, Quentin, that's my oldest son, man. I don't know if he, he should be listening to the show as well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you know our story. I don't know if you got time for me to go through that. But um, even when I'm around him, we have a good relationship. We have good talks and everything around. You know what I'm saying? We just don't talk as much that I would like to. You know what I'm saying? But I think... In that situation, I got to give him space to process what he need to process, and I'll let him do what he need to do because he's old. He's older than you, so mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like the, I ain't never been the one to intrude on anybody um, that don't want to be intruded on. So, um, but I'm definitely here. Um, like I said, I think it made y'all better parents, and I love that. You know what I'm saying? But. Uh, just I, I don't want nobody out there to just kind of just say it can't be me because it definitely could be anybody. Right. Um, and and, that, and, the, that and you, find you said away from their kid on the day. Oh yeah, that's what I said. I'm I'm sit like and that's what a story I wanted to just say. I'm serious about it because um like I don't I don't really get emotional about too many things though, right? But I got the last time that I got overwhelmingly emotional. I won't say I cried, but this is the closest thing that I can be to crying. You know what I'm saying? Without crying. When I was in prison, right? And I sat, we we sat in this program called the Sanity Project. It was a meetup. And it was all of these men in there. Probably like a lot of them was around your age, around in their 40s, 30s. And they had been in prison all this time. And they just talking about their relationship with their children. You know what I'm saying? The way you started out. You, you, um, when you speak, you would say, I am, and you would state your name, and you would say, I'm the proud father of, and then you would say your child's name. So you already starting out in a powerful, you know, it's just powerful. You're talking about your, your child now, right? Right. And I right. just sat there and listened to all of these men talk about how they never seen their children. They, the kids hate them. They try to speak to them. They call their kids all the day. The kid don't want nothing to do with them. And it's in there right. killing these men. You know what I'm saying? Because they're right. not, they're not in jail 
high up and drunk right now. They have to sit and think right. about this every day. Right. And I got right. it, it made it like overwhelm me because I'm like, wow, people. So these dudes who left their kids and um, technically, yes, they left their kid. They didn't. Yeah. That's not what they want, though. You know what I'm saying? That's not right. what they want for life. Now the kid is 18, 19, 20 years old, whatever. The child don't want to hear none of that. They don't care why you left. They don't even want to talk to you. They're not accepting none of your calls. You've been calling them since they was five years old. You're 53 now. They're 17. They still ain't talking to you. And I'm talking about grown men, killers and everything. They in there crying about their kids. So I'm like, that's, that's powerful. Like fatherhood is powerful because of the way black fatherhood has been treated in America. Black fatherhood in America has been treated like it's disposable. Like it's not need. It's almost like you don't need you don't need it. I heard one man in there say, This is a this is a dude, he's a gang member, everything, gang banging crazy, a blood. Mm-hmm. And he was like he said, Boys don't need their dad because he didn't have his and he cool. Not uh, ignore the fact that he's not, in prison, not, right? Right. He forget said about the he just, Yeah, forget about that part. He said boys don't he said he wanted to be in his daughter's life because daughters need their dad. Boys don't need their dad because they men. They should be men from the jump and learn. And think about how he didn't just make that up. That's really what he feels. That's from so many years of being hurt because he didn't have a dad. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now can he's I, can sitting. I throw in, this in, can I throw this in as well? What's up? Um, think about think about how many times you hear a woman say they don't need a man. Exactly. Because they're going through something with their man mm-hmm. at that moment. And think about how many times a kid hears that. Mm-hmm. And and and, you know and that's why I say black fatherhood is disposable. These men sitting there and they and they went through the the eighties and nineties getting all of this money from crack that was given to them from the government. They made all this money, and now they sitting in jail, wondering why their kids. Hate, they don't wonder why their kids hate them. They know their kids hate them because they left. The kid don't know or care why they left, or that it was a system set up so that they would leave. You can't even get ch- uh, uh, women can't even get government benefits if the black father is in the house. That's like right. a prerequisite. He must be gone right. first. <laughs> it's the first right. thing first. That man needs to not be there. Then right. you can come get services from us. The fact that black fatherhood is treated the way it's treated. The fact that black women go into government buildings looking for services and they don't say can you give us the father's address they say do you know who the father is that's what they ask black women you know what i'm saying they don't say they don't say they 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 ask things like is he in the house does she know her dad they say that's what they ask black women you know what i'm saying and that cycle is just it's crazy to me so when i sat in there and i didn't notice until i came home and shay was was doing stuff and i'm gonna be I ain't even gonna say that, but yeah. Anyway, they treat they treat black fatherhood like it shouldn't be, like not it, like it's not normal. Like we're all sperm donors. Right. You know what I'm saying? They right. they they just really it's I could see if it was you know like a, just a white joke where white people just say things like oh right. yeah do you know your dad Tyrone? But no, when right. you go in government buildings, black people ask black people, do you know the father? Right. You know what I'm saying? Is that I know. Uh- it's, it's, it's that vicious cycle, man. And, and like I said, we've always, since black man touched down in this country, we've been breeders to populate, to, uh, to fill up those prisons, do the work. I mean, from day one, they needed more bodies to be out in them fields and things of that nature. It was breaking up them families so we could never get that sense of familyhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's just in our 
it's in our DNA at this point in America. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, the the black father out here, yo, it, it, first of all, he's getting extinct, extinct, I should say, um, just by the system itself. You dig know what I'm saying? So we got to work extra hard just to become the best we can be in that role. You know, because everything is stacked against us, really, including, including people on our own team that you would think should be on our team. Um, they, it's not easy for us to do. Mm -hmm. um, not impossible for us to do, but it ain't easy. It's worse because it's no, it, like you said, people on our own team think it's normal also for black fathers to not be around either. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like if you're poor and black. So like black rich people, they think it's totally normal for them to be married with a family and kids, everybody's biological right. parent and all that. But when right. they when they right. look at and perceive poor black families, they look at them the same way white people look at us. As right. yeah. oh, you got baby mama, baby daddy drama, all this crazy shit. Like if you're not married or whatever it is, they look at you the same way those people look at us. And that's right. just it. And that's I, I, I'm not even going to say I blame them. That's just what it looks like. If you, you know, if you're on the outside looking in, it will look like that to you. You start to lose, um, lose uh, focus on reality, lose touch with reality. You don't every if you keep on seeing something on TV, you can't distinguish because your brain doesn't know that that's TV. It just knows that it's seeing it. So. Yeah, when I sat in there and I seen all them, uh, them, 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 you know, these big thug dudes, everybody just in there and they just crying. Hearing other people's stories will make you cry of the the, the fact that the kids don't even want to let the dad, you know what I'm saying, in 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 the life. And I I knew a dude, man. He um he had a murder charge right back in the day. He was a real feared dude in Virginia. He was he was infamous, very infamous in the streets, right? He went to prison. He might have been a good dad when he was on the streets, but he still was a street dude out there doing a lot of things. He went to prison for a murder, right? 16 years later, his son gets locked up for a murder. He got life under new law. New laws, no parole. You know what I'm saying? They abolished parole. Now the father right. has just made parole, and his son is in life with no possibility of ever getting out. That that's cycle, crazy. that cycle right there is ugly because when you like you think about, OK, we have cycles, you know, that's cool to say. But when you think about cycles of black men are not only dealing with the cycle of um, broken emotion, we're dealing with the cycle of laws change, too, sometimes on us. Yeah. So we create this cycle like some of y'all fathers might have been out there pimping and selling a little bit of heroin or whatever. So then when y'all came up, y'all might have just sold what was hot at the time. Crack. And then they put the right. crazy sentences out there. Now you got 20 right. years for having a little ounce. When, right. when when you was a kid, an ounce was nothing. You know, that was, you know, right. people seeing ounces all the right. time. So that's right. the, when the laws are shifted on us and we got the cycle of broken families. That's it's just hard on us. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I hit on that, you know, when we was talking about the uh, when I had the episode on the mental illness, mm -hmm. um, I definitely would call this psychological, psychological trauma. Um, right off the bat, but like you said, you know, a key to that, more often than not, uh, poverty, uh, economics do play a, a role in all of this, mm -hmm. because like I said earlier, a lot of people equate a father being a good father by how much he provides monetarily. Um, I never, I never subscribed to that, um, ever. You know, now when I was coming up, I didn't, I didn't want for much, you know, everything I needed, I had, 
Um, you know, and that was based on I had two parents in the home and all that good stuff that worked and all of that good stuff. But, you know, like you said, the images out there, and the, you know, and the different forces of how things went down. And then not to mention my own personal um, issues I had to deal with as well kind of made that a moot point, mm-hmm. you know. Because um, so, once you hit the streets, now you got to deal with life anyway. And like you said, uh, a lot of these things, uh, it's just pre-programmed to our people anyway. So even even in my childhood, I knew many people whose fathers wasn't around. Right. We're talking about 30 years ago, so it's not a new phenomenon in, the, in our community. Um, it goes back. My, my mother, and my mother, and, you know, my grandmother and my grandfather on my mother's side, I was divorced. Um, so 10 kids was growing up with no dad in the house. And, you know, and he... He was, he was a strict guy, man. So all of them didn't have a real good relationship with him in their childhood. Um, they ended up getting a little better as adults. But, you know, that's just some things that people go through in our families. Black people go through this, you know. Yeah. Um, we survive it. But some of us, unfortunately, we perpetuate the stereotypes as well. Um, we don't even want, some of us act like we don't even want that to be together and have no long-term relationship with the father or the mother of their child. Um, it's not even, some of us don't even think that's a possibility or even, you know, because just the, the carnal nature, the carnal um, nature of the whole situation of man and woman, some of these hookups is not even relationships anyway. You know? And mm-hmm. I, I think kids don't really realize that part of it. Um, so, I don't know. It's a it's a really deep subject all the way around, uh, but I think uh, on our end of it, the, the child's end of it, I think, like I said, a little empathy will kind of change it, really, um, because a lot of these men want to be around. Um, but like the situation you said in the rooms, you know, these kids they got dread on the other side that that man can't even hear what's being said to the kid and why that kid is making the decision. They're saying, I never want to talk to you again. I hate you. Not accepting phone calls. All that. You know, I would, I would ask myself, I would question, how did you, how does a kid believe they got the power to say that to an adult? Right. You know, who, who gave, who gave you the authority to say, I ain't got to deal with my father ever? Mm-hmm. That kind of, that kind of bugs me out right there, man. I, you know, uh, and you hear it all the time. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's a hard one. I don't even know how that really come into play, man, because that's not really what black people do. They don't really let the kid make adult decisions like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's another issue as well. That, that might need to be explored as well because, I mean, you don't want to make anybody do anything they don't want to do. But as a child, you know, you definitely have to be... I don't know. I, I think you obligated a little bit, man, to be talking to your parents, I think. You know? As a child anyway, and as an adult, you know, you're grown at that point. Do what you're going to do. But as a child, I think they ought to have to speak with their parent if the parent want to speak with them. You okay. know? Yeah. It's a different world out there, man. So we're going really to wrap this thing up. Man, it was a good one. This is a two-hour episode right here, so... We got a lot hey, of man. I, I appreciate you having me on as well, though. Yeah, I'm trying to. This is this is gonna be therapeutic for everybody. 
So yeah, and um anybody anybody well I'm a, I'm gonna get off the phone now and wrap this episode up though. So thank you for calling right, and sharing right. everything. Absolutely, man. Listen, man, you have a good night, man. I love you, man. All right, love you too. Thanks. Yeah. All right, y'all. That was man. That was that was a. We had we had a lot of good insightful information there. A lot of good insightful information there like i said i wanted to let y'all know that um i'm not just trying to preach to y'all that y'all should be fixing a relationship with y'all dad i want i want people to fix their relationships period because we got to start rebuilding these black families matt you know i would never be angry or hold a grudge against my parents for anything because that is counterproductive in my opinion that's counterproductive in my opinion even though you know some of y'all have been done a little bit worse than i have you know what i'm saying and in our community, the fact that I knew both of my parents and they both were able to teach me things, that means I had it good. You know, a lot of y'all didn't have it the same way I did. So um, I guess in some situations, I can understand you not wanting to deal with your, with your father. <clears throat> but a lot of you, I need you to try to open up, not even saying that you should fix anything, open up and, and try to communicate to this person. A big thing in um in therapy is processing. We have to process emotions. We can't just have the emotion and let it sit there until it until we figure out how to avoid it. That is not healthy. That is not good mental health practice. You understand? And the reason I know a lot about this is because I had a lot of mental health issues, like I said um, before, PTSD. And what I seen growing up, it makes you eventually I wanted to know what was wrong with me. So I figured out and I knew now I'm telling y'all some of the stuff I learned. You have to process emotions. All right. So uh, y'all tell a friend to tell a friend, man, this is this is going to be a good one. I might not get as many listens on this one, but I think it's going to be a good one, man. You know, it's going to be a good one. I'm calling Zeke because Zeke, Zeke called me. It's Zeke's birthday this weekend, so I'm going to see what he talking about, man. Let's see what Zeke got going on. This is bonus coverage right here. Yo. What's good, fool? You said what I want? What's up, man? Not much. What you Nothing, man. I was waiting on you to tell me what we doing. No, that's right. I hit you up, and I asked you like, "Was you?" You said you was going everywhere. And I said, "Word, would just send me up when you're around my way." Oh, oh, what time you you moving out? Uh, man, I don't know. I really ain't got nothing. Uh, Astro hit me up and told me he was having a little something, but that's all I heard. Okay, I was I was recording a podcast when you called. That's oh, what I'm, I'm recording you right now too, my G. So you're gonna be on the bonus. Hey, you gonna be on the. Tell your fans, I said, uh, what's up, man? They can hear you, so say whatever you want to say. Oh, what's up, fans? You already know what it is. Yeah, you yeah. You already yeah. know who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, I gotta, I gotta take a shower, wash my nuts, and everything. So, um, I ain't got no haircut, so you know what I'm saying. Bro, the... I mean, I had a little kickback. Guys. Oh, at the crib. Yeah. Yeah, his crib. Oh, that's his crib. Name. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's the option. Okay, so you okay? You just gonna tag along and it's gonna make it like a a, a whole situation. You already know. Okay, 
I feel that. I feel that. All right, bet then. I'm about to um wrap this podcast up. Then I'm gonna take a shower. Then I'll hit you up. Alright, bro, just send me up. Alright, fans, y'all be smooth out here. Alright, peace. Alright, bro. And that's it. Easy.